Welcome, everyone, to our latest episode of The Testing Room, where three of the gaming industry's best video game consultants who have never actually consulted on a video game bring you new topics each and every week. I'm Alex, and I'm in pajamas. Yeah. Uh, I'm Christian, a.k.a. Pseudo-Wood45. I'm Preston, a.k.a. Funkadelic Jedi, and I'm wearing pajamas under my jeans, because it's cold outside. I actually think, you know that, like, banana and pajamas thing? Mm-hmm. I think I might actually be wearing the same pajamas. Thing. Oh, <laughs> I think you might be, yeah. It's definitely a light blue I, pajama. I, it's not that I yeah. planned it, but yeah, they are light blue. Like, yeah. I think I am I am almost, like, banana and pajamas, so. Yeah, it's a Sunday. Awesome. That's <laughs> fine. It is a Sunday. Um, Before we get started, we'll head over to Preston's comment corner, and if we don't have any comments, I have a question. I just was too lazy to submit. So. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. To start off the comment corner, as always, this episode is sponsored by Comic Headquarters. If you're looking for a trade paperback or hardcover, the guys over at Comic Headquarters can help. Even if they don't have what you're looking for, they'll offer to order it in for you. Visit ComicHQSTL.com today, where you can contact them and order that trade paperback or hardcover that you've been looking for. Or give them a call at 314-433-5449. Let them know that the testing room sent you, and you can get 10% off your order. My pick recently from what I got from them, this is My Morphin Power Rangers The Return, co-written by Mm. Amy Jo Johnson. So the original Pink Power Ranger also helped write this one. Um... It kind of follows, if you watch the uh, Forever and Always, that like 30th anniversary uh, movie they had on Netflix, it kind it it doesn't follow that, but it's kind of on that same timeline of, okay, they've been around for a while, uh, Trini, the Yellow Power Ranger's dead, how are they dealing with that, and all this kind of stuff. Starts off, I I'm gonna, wish I could open it up for you, I'll pull it down there uh, for everyone else to see, but like the Red Ranger is the only person who's actually using their suit, they told each other they're not going to use their suits anymore, but the uh, uh, Red Ranger was like, fuck that. And he has this, like, he has a Red Ranger suit. He's got his sword on the back. He's got, like, some, like, cloth draped over the side of it, just looking super badass. And I'm like, this is fucking rad. This is super rad. But it's not bad, yeah. Uh, written by her. It's really good. Nice. I have a pick from also from comic Jake. I don't have it, so I can't show it because no. it just got delivered, so I got to go downstairs. But uh, my fifth uh, edition of the, uh, or fifth chapter of the Berserk uh, Special Edition. Very nice. Came through from him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Jake was working yesterday, but uh, the husband of one of the girls that was in with Allie and, like, you know, their girlfriend's weekend, he took his sons to Comic HQ hey. for the first time. And hey. uh, we shot the comics. They bought some comics. Hell so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did they tell them the testing room sent them so they got 10% off? No, that would have been smart. Allie sent me the photo after Afterwards, they had yeah, gone, so I, I did not know. But, uh, yeah, they should have told me. Unbelievable, so. Allie. Unbelievable. It's not true friends, you know, if they don't listen to your Unforgivable. <laughs> Unforgivable. Unforgivable. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, as far as I'm aware, no comments. Let me just double check real quick. Um, yeah, I have a question. Like I said, I was going to submit it, and I was like, I just. I do, actually. I do. I got a couple of them. Actually. Okay. All right, let's see here. I had a couple of them because I know that they commented in on it before we did D&D. Um, let's see here. We got one from Comic Headquarters, one from Jake, and I got a little comment on my Rogue Squadron 3D playthrough. 
Um, as far as the one from Comic Headquarters, this was from the side quest, uh, most anticipated games of 2024. Howdy, boys. Thought I'd chime in about the comics question. For Christian and those that don't normally read comics, comics come out in series. Example, Alex's Batgirl series that he was talking about. Batgirl's the series that ran for 52 issues. First arc being one through six. Several arcs could make up an entire series. Gail Simone wrote the first five arcs, that's 34 issues, and then switched it. That's not necessarily uncommon. People will tell the stories they want to tell and then move on to the next thing. It just sucks when it's a series that you're really digging. A lot like Alex did with Batgirl, and the only times I can think of when somebody left mid-arc was for emergency medical stuff or death. I uh, hope that helps. Right, so that does I was, make more I sense. Was, I was interested in reading that arc, and I remember Jake saying, like, hey, if you want to read it, just, like, pick up these. Like, don't What's yeah, wild don't is, the rest. so like, what that seems these. like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what that seems like, because outside of, we, and we solved it in that episode where I just got, we had a miscommunication. Yeah, of, sure. I thought we were saying it was common to switch between arcs, but for series, it does seem like still, even within arcs, it's like, it seems like it would be like if, like, Araki, for instance, decided that he wanted to tell JoJo's story up to, like, you know, part four or whatever, like Golden Requiem, sure. and then decided afterwards, like, meh, I'm done, and then people just kept going with JoJo afterwards. Continue which sometimes does happen, right? Some what? people do, like, the director will leave a show and be like, I've, you know, I'm done, I and think- then, like, a reboot happens or something like that. I, I think, still think JoJo it's weird, but... or your manga is a little different. But because like they are, I don't know. I don't know that they are different. Like those stories are longer. They can tell a lot more. Like an issue, yeah. like a manga, it can be like 150 pages, right? Versus yeah. like a 20 page comic. But also like there's not really much you can do to like a Batgirl or a uh, Flash, for instance, like uh, Joshua Williamson, who started with the Rebirth in 2016, I think, and took it to like 2020. He did a f ton of uh, of issues. Mm-hmm. But, like, what are you supposed to do with the Flash that's been around since, like, the 50s? Right. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, I think you're kind of stuck in, in some of those comics. I guess it would be like they this. are shorter form than, like, manga. It'd be like, the only thing, I, I guess, a, a show that I could think that is that is long enough that might be compared would be like if, you know, all the different arcs that happened across Dragon Ball Z and then Toriyama, whenever he, because he's getting older now, whenever he decides to, you know, fucking grace the lord with his presence and he leaves this earthly plane somebody yeah. else is just like oh i'll just keep telling dragon ball i'll just keep it going and everyone They're gonna want to make like, money still yeah yeah and i think in earlier like and i could be wrong on this but i feel like in the early days of comics like this was kind of established pretty early right because like you had some of the initial comic writers you had the the ditkos and the right. um uh, Stan Lee's and other people, but pretty, it, but they were writing a bunch of different comics. And as comics grew pretty rapidly in the Silver Age, I guess you would need like a lot more people to come on. So I think they established that sense of like, hey, different writers are going to come on and take these characters over pretty quickly. And I mean, how many Batmans are there like right now? Well, even or I think there's less now than there used to be because there used to be like you came out of New 52 and then you had a different Batman with Rebirth and at the same time Rebirth was out you had All-Star Batman, Batman and Robin and Detective Comics. So like four different stories talking about like different Batman all at the same time. Yeah. That were all like Bruce Wayne. Um, So yeah, I I don't know. Like it's, 
it is it is, you're right it is different than manga it would be weird but uh they do seem to like tell their story to completion versus here it's like hey you know you're on for some runs you're on on for some arcs and then like right and you can stop making that do yeah yeah right yeah interesting second comment this is from Jake. thanks for the comment yeah yeah this one's from jake which i'm assuming comic headquarters one might have been probably too um but we appreciate it either way uh i he says, I don't think Alex is super far off when it comes to the Mordor living situation. Most of, <laughs> <laughs> most of Mordor is a barren shithole. But it's said that a bit south is not. Nern? Yeah, Nern, okay. I didn't know if that was an M or R N. Uh, but it's said that a bit south is Nern, where orcs have some fertile land and human slaves that work for them. Yeah. So I'm sure there Jay, are some stop homesteads. You? See? Stop. I'm no. not done with the comment. So where orcs have some fertile land and human slaves that work for them. Dad just yelled So out. I'm sure there are some homesteads apart from the medieval tent camps that we can see when so, Sam and Frodo are walking through on their way to Mount Doom. Now I know... Yeah. Jake is the most enabling of splitting hair. You know that there is not little cul-de-sacs in subdivisions with fucking orcs coming out, waving at their neighbors you with their mailboxes. No, see, no, and this is what I'm talking about. You give a mouse a cookie and look how far he goes. A whole subdivision planned. The, in... these, these orcs just like kicking back, like popping open like no. a nice cold I'm can of barbecue grog, no. yeah. and they're just no. like watching their Absolutely watching their people not. till the land. No. Be like, ah, oh, this is nice. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? No. What was your question, Alex? <laughs> that you had? No, he had one more comment about his uh, his play. Thank you for that comment, Jake. Mm-hmm. Proving my point. Uh, I want last, that story. Last comment from Hawaii197. Uh, this is for my Rogue Squadron playthrough, the finale one. It's like, I did gold medal on every mission back in the day. And yes, I did too, but I was not about to fuck around with that on the PC port, which is slightly broken. And uh, we'll talk about it in my week, but uh, later on we played some Rogue Squadron 2. I uh, had a little problems with the controller there, so we're, uh, we're stuttering. We're, we're stuttering on all of our, uh, fumbling on all of our playthroughs, but we'll get there. We'll get there sooner or later. I'm gonna take your word for it that you gold, got all gold when you were younger. On uh, you know, I'm just gonna just gonna give you the credit. See, for that. here the thing is, you but, have to uh, get the Pixar gold didn't if happen, you want man. all the unlocks. If you're not doing it now, yeah, There's you're just not no doing it now. So I don't know. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. Falcon, Nabu Starfighter before the movie mm-hmm. was out. It's great. Yeah, you can you can look that up online and yeah. There's no way uh-huh. to know. No way to know. I mean, I don't exactly. have a memory card anymore, so we'll never know. Right. There's I no know. Way, unless, unless you were to do it today so we could see Technically, it. Technically, it means I just didn't ever did it. So I guess yeah, I have to now. But yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it unless it. I get a new fucking GameCube controller. So there we go. Mm. Thanks for writing in. Okay. Appreciate the comments. And all the views. Yeah. <laughs> I got over thousands. So, so my, my yeah, press is like, I don't give a fuck what you guys say. Two people uh, dislike it. I got a thousand people anyway. watching. Check my resume, motherfucker. <laughs> um... So my question was this. It's a quick question, and it just stemmed from uh, an article I saw the other day about, um, I think maybe Rebirth or something, but it's about the yellow paint situation. Oh, oh Jesus and Christ. I just want to know, what is your opinion? And for those people that aren't sure what I mean when I say the yellow paint, essentially, it's when video games 
at times can be a bit hand-holdy when you're exploring the world and you're like, I'm not sure where to go. Assassin's Creed doesn't use yellow paint, they use white paint, but they're notorious for this of like, how do I climb There's up the also building? the god race. Oh, here's, here's the white, here's the white paint or the yellow paint to climb up. And at times, it, I don't think it can be a terrible deal, like a terrible idea. You can mark things a lot of ways, though, and I think blatantly painting something yellow in a rainforest it, is, it kind of breaks immersion so, um, in that. Here's my thing. I agree. I will say it totally it does it does serve to break immersion. 100% I agree with that. Mostly the narrative that you'll see though when people talk about this is it's, you know, oh, lazy game devs. Just fucking game devs being lazy because if they if they mm-hmm. truly knew how to design something, they would and that is the most mentally deficient take that I can ever think of. I the problem that I have is that like there's this level of design has been around since the early like fucking Half Life, mm-hmm. like where Valve was, yes. you know, putting God rays to come through no ma- and just like trying to signal to the player. If you if you play the commentary modes on those games, it's it's developers basically screaming, being like, We cannot get players to look where they're supposed to look by organically trying to like pan or do something and be like you know, look over here, idiot. And so, like, we have to like. There was a a specific section in one of the towns that you have to run through in Half Life Two, where the only way they could get players to look in the direction that they're supposed to look is by putting an enemy in a balcony that you cannot reach that will shoot at you constantly, so that you can look <laughs> over in the direction that you're supposed to look. So, like, the problem is, is like sometimes people feel like it's handholdy or like you know it's a game treating you stupid. And this is not. If you if if this feels like I'm targeting you, then maybe you are the problem. <laughs> but most people are that stupid. Like I I don't I I hate to be like that pessimistic about it. But there is a lot of people who play video games that need their handheld. And if they didn't, and if they didn't paint those things certain ways, or if they didn't showcase it in a way with god now now do i think that there's better more elegant solutions than uh yellow paint absolutely right i for sure or white paint or whatever like i you know i think that there's you know ways that you can get around it to make it sort of seem like a better situation that being said uh it's absolutely needed because if it didn't have it and players were wandering around forever trying to figure out where to go they would be fucking go ballistic at the game when they mm-hmm. lose their mind because they lost however many minutes of progress and they're like, this game, I have no idea where I'm just wandering around and they'll quit it and they'll try to refund it and move on because they got so frustrated. So, unfor- like as much as people want to be upset about it, unfortunately there are like 40 years worth of data that proves that the people who play video games mostly on average are that stupid and do need their handhelds that much. That's so just the how, fact of the matter. How would you do it? In like in in the screenshots I've seen from uh, Final Fantasy, I I I don't think I'm wrong here. I'm pretty sure it was about uh, the the rebirth. Um, but it, how would it, you yeah, do there's that? like, like you're yellow in a forest, or some shit. right? Yeah. What would you what would you do differently there? I I mean I'm not a, I, if I was gonna do it, I would probably use some sort of lighting trick. I would I would probably use you know if you're in a jungle and forest, you can sort of you know maybe use the trees and cover in ways to like sort of have the light sort of lead the player's mm-hmm. eyes where they should want to go and then you know have things look like that um 
that's I think lighting is usually the easiest way to go about yeah. it, and then. Natural. And yeah, it, it it feels natural, and if you were to you know have like a dense jungle part or something like that, it would make sense that light is sort of breaking through in certain like depending on where the trees are laid, right? You know, so it at least would feel better than I think what happens with like the Uncharted games or Assassin's Creed, where they're just like I don't know, somebody spilled a bunch of paint here. I, Every so, edge just happens to have paint. Not going all the way down. It's just around the edge of everything. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, this is the same series that when Final Fantasy VII first released, there was, you would press the select button, and then everything that could be interacted with in a certain scene would have a giant triangle over mm-hmm. it so that you could know what to go press on. So, like, I don't know, man. I, like, I think that there's obviously better ways to do it, but there has never not been a situation in which somebody who was playing these games didn't need their handheld. So, mm-hmm. you know. Preston, what's your take? Um, I mean, I don't mind some of the ways the Uncharted did it. Um, especially with the way, like, they did it. God of War does it. There's a couple other games, but the whole pan. I do like the whole pan thing. Like, you're walking through, and it's like, your character's in third person, and it kind of gets over a little. Your character also looks over, and they do some little dialogue, and it kind of just literally forces you to look at a direction, mm-hmm. uh, go up this thing kind of deal, go down this way, look at this box kind of shit. But I mean, I personally like I enjoy finding those things. But that's me. That that's how I am. So I don't need to have my handheld. Like I watched a video the other day about Hell Divers too. We'll get into that. But Christian, there are crates that are just lying around in certain areas that you can explode and open up that have special weapons and ammunition and all sorts of shit in there. And we haven't noticed it in the hours of playing. And there's yep. no yellow markers on it. There's no God rays mm-hmm. going down on it. It's just you're gonna accidentally throw a grenade near it one time or have your special air attacks come down on it and you find out that you can open up those things um i like that a lot i like being able because we'll be like holy shit this is a whole new thing for this game we've been playing for the past five six hours um but yeah legends so, and stuff it's, it doesn't bother me it's fine i know i'm playing yeah. a game whatever i'm i'm with i think i'm along the lines of both of you were kind of in between like i know it has to be done because people do get frustrated we would all get frustrated as well i just agree like assassin's creed and the yellow like that's pretty egregious like do it with lighting make the jungle i bet you that path is probably pretty linear make the jungle so dense i can't go to the right and the left and then like just make it make it look like a path people have walked through so like super dense jungle not yeah. dense right here right or, like you don't have to you don't have to paint it yellow you can but, have it to where rocks they have grass and stuff growing on top of it you can't climb those the ones you can climb are just mm-hmm. fully exposed rocks I'm like oh i can climb that section i know what's going yeah. on here if there's way. Also, I think, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think two games did it well. Um, for all the faults that The Last God of War had, their their help accessibility was really good. So you could turn the slider up or turn it down. And I think if you turned it all the way down, it did get rid of a lot of the like climbing hints and stuff. Like you know, So yeah. that's one good way to do it. The other way, there like uh, CD Projekt Red did a masterclass with this at... Um, the Witcher 3 and even Assassin's Creed Valhalla did well at this but then it you get the opposite problem which is they subscribe to the whole like um, 30 seconds or so much distance there's something to interact with and what they did is they kept everything small you would run into like a bug nest or something and then to keep you going the way you needed those were marked by big landmarks right so but you're always interacting with something they say like keep pushing keep pushing now the downside to that and the way Valhalla did it which is like turn off your mini map and subscribe to the same thing is now you have 750 things on your map to interact with and that 
that's the opposite problem is too much. But there are elegant ways to do it that's not just, like, yellow paint on a rock outside. Yeah. Unless you wanted to make it turn it into a joke. And, like, maybe you're climbing halfway up that path and you see something painting it and then, like, it stops, right? Maybe, that would be funny. Right. I think <laughs> there's that, like, and honestly, as far as Rebirth is concerned, and I mean this genuinely, if that game comes out and the worst, and I, because we know the level of fucking fuckery that they are potentially gearing up to do here. <laughs> if the worst problem that somebody can level against that game is that it's a little too handholdy and it uses... Oh, it's going like, to be a 9 out of 10. That's, that is the best compliment that I yeah. could have ever heard about that game. Like, oh yeah. my god. I... I mean, If Jesus. that's the worst thing, that game's going to be a 9 out of 10 game a year contender. If it, if it is what it is. Just the yellow paint. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I mean, legitimately, like, if, if that's yeah. the worst complaint that Twitter and all these other people can fucking drum up is that it's got yellow paint in places, then that means that they somehow have continued to thread a needle that most people, including myself, don't believe that they, they got the, let me, let me, the facilities let me to be one, able to pull off. Let me ask you one hypothetical real quick, and we'll end it with this. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Would you applaud and laugh? If they were ballsy enough to kill Tifa, because you in its place of Aerith, because you know the internet would lose their mind because the internet's too thirsty. But would you? I I personally think it would be like a hysterical troll. I so, <laughs> no, I would say well. So in the context of the question, I would say like, well, that was a choice. You had a lot of options, and you chose that one. <laughs> Um, the only reason that I would be, like, negative about it is because it just doesn't make any sense. Like, in that situation, I don't know why Tifa would be there. I don't know why anybody would assume that Tifa could help the situation at all. Like, in that particular... Well, but we don't even know that that situation's going to be... Like, they might we change do. the situation. No, we, we know like, that... No, they said that they... Like, the game is going to end in that moment in the Ancients okay. area. Like, it's, like, it's okay. going to be there. So if the world is like crying out to somebody and people are talking and it's this whole thing and meteor and we gotta pray, I just don't understand what the, the punch girl. What the punch girl is gonna be <laughs> able to solve in but, that moment. But if you think if you think the options like here's my here's my thing and why I think it would be funny. Because, like, Aerith, of course, makes the most sense because of the power she has um, just over the world in general and how she affects everything. The you only... could see the hero... You could see you could see the hero stepping in, Cloud, to be like, take, like I'm going to save you. Like, take me in the last moment. He's the one that somehow sacrificed himself instead of her. The hero thing makes sense. But then you go, but if you change it and you only pick him, well, that's not that surprising. So that's the problem. So Here's the problem. it would be kind of funny if it was somebody The problem is, like is that Tifa. the only reason it makes it sense for, cloud, for it to happen to Cloud is for all the reasons that I mentioned before, but also because we're, we're he's the only that. one who's getting visions, right? Whereas, right. like, I, Tifa would have to figure out how to get some sort of spider sense and be like, I don't know why, and I don't I don't have any basis for this whatsoever, but something <laughs> is telling me that I should shove Aerith right now and uh -huh. because something is gonna happen and I don't know why I think that. 
something about my kickboxing training is telling me that I need to do this. And then all of a sudden she flies over there, shoves Aerith out of the way, gets skewered, and then everyone's just like, what the fuck? But it just, there would be so many things that would have to happen for it to even make a mount of narratives. But it, to be fair, it would just be funny I don't like, know it, that making narrative sense is what they're most worried about anyway. It, so who knows? It could be the difference in that game being game of the year and being one of the most hated Final Fantasies of all time. Like, it would yeah, be such, well, a, such a choice. Yeah. Uh, but, at, but at that point, you know, why not let it be Barrett? Because you, the cast has no diversity. Sure. That's why I, get, I can't. That's why I can't. Then be let it let it be you. Let it be Vincent. <laughs> I actually my I think my actual guess at this time I'm not going to go Cloud even though like I know you've talked about like you know Cloud going Zach replace it whatever. Um, I think maybe maybe they're going to try and make us half love this like semi weird Sephiroth that's different than the evil Sephiroth and maybe this like good Sephiroth gives himself up to who knows. Do, to, I think the thing that I think it'll be fun is there's people who are like they're just gonna play it straight and do the same thing again. And I was like, man, that would be so boring. I would actually be fine with it. It wouldn't hit the same clearly, but I would be fine with it. But then why let her whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay. So thank you for your answers on the yellow paint. I think we're I think we're kind of aligned on that. Like it does have to happen. Gamers aren't great. And you you don't want people to get distracted forever on other things. You need them to progress yeah. the narrative, but they're just better ways to do it than yeah. just like who slapped paint on this thing? Who did like, it, right? There's like, that one level in Hi Fi Rush that's the greatest. It's like that lava level area. You're going yeah. through it. It's really hard to figure out where mm-hmm. you're like, trying to choose where to go. And the very end mm-hmm. of that fucking level is a dumpster full of signs. <laughs> they threw all the yeah. signs away. I'm like, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. yeah. They know what they're doing. It's great. There's, there's, like I said, there's definitely more elegant ways to handle it. But for people who are like, I don't need this, it's like you're the person that they're making it yeah. for, just so we're clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Right. Well, um, if we can get into weeks, I, I would love to kick things off. My week's not very long. Go for it. Um, I know we talked the other day playing D&D, and I said, like, so I, I started um, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth because it can be played with keyboard and mouse. Boy, does that game continue to be as charming as ever. Um, yeah. Ishaban Kasuga is fantastic. I did walk over to my old Ichiban confectionery like little stand, and they're like, "Hey, ex CEO Ichiban, how are you?" <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I hit the camera. Um, and it just, man, that game is charming as ever. The downside, um, and I think the thing preventing me from getting super into it is that though it is keyboard and mouse, it is still very heavily keyboard. So um, I can run WASD. But there are, like, some attacks can be R, interact is E. If I want to switch between characters I'm actually fighting since it's turn-based, um, I have to, you know, like, reach over and hit the hit the arrows. So it's not as convenient mm. with still in the cast as just, like, a simple, like, Final Fantasy is, for instance, which is what I've really been playing because of that reason. Um, but the story is fantastic. I made it to Hawaii. I did a couple of missions in Hawaii, um, fought a dude that broke into a, a hotel room. That was great. So like, yeah, it is, it is, it is charming. It is wonderful. Um, and I can't wait to get, I can't wait to get back into it. Um, but yes, I, I've mostly this weekend been playing final fantasy for a couple reasons. I was home alone. My wife is doing a girlfriend's weekend. I moved the computer downstairs and final fantasy is really easy for me to manage the animals and it only takes like one hand. So if, uh, you know, they need to go outside, we can just, 
I can teleport to this capital city and chill for 30 minutes while I go walk the dogs and other stuff. Um, there you go. So that's what I've been playing. Uh, Helldivers. Is Helldivers mouse and keyboard? Controller only. Is it PlayStation? You knew mouse and keyboard. It is, Xbox? it is mouse and keyboard. Are you guys playing on uh, Xbox? It's cross-play. Playing we're, playing on on, we're playing on PC. But it's cross-play. Uh, we'd love to have you. The yes. game's incredible. Yeah. So Got two more okay. slots. So uh, I will download it then today, and okay. uh, I'll play it when I get back in town from work. So that because that's dude, I've been watching videos. It looks incredible. I can't wait to play it. It's incredible. It's, it's great. Keyboard. It's great. As long it's as you can get into the keyboard. server, you're good. Right okay. Now their servers are hemorrhaging because they did not expect this many people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's been it getting better as it. Gets, yeah. Like, no, they're fixing it. When, but when, they did not expect this. When, when Preston and I get on it, since we're doing like a direct we, connection, our games are fine. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, then, yeah, we'll try that out soon. Um, but I've been... I am so far back into the Final Fantasy train when it's just me by myself. It's ridiculous. I have gotten to the point where I'm now going after my shiny weapon as a fisherman, going after my shiny fishing yeah. rod. I spent, like, four hours fishing yesterday, which... Talk about leisurely, man. I had, like, a movie up on my iPad and watching sports and just, like, clicked a fish. And uh, I did some of my islands. I'm doing all the stuff that I just neglected you know have time to do it just do it right so it's been a blast um i watched one thing that i want to talk about did you wait did you catch up on the story no i still have the this latest patch stuff to do my friend (laughs) my friend you're already (laughs) on it do the quest i will i will i i know i need to do it um yes i will do that so i watched one movie uh i watched aquaman (laughs) Oh, the second okay. one, I just like it, and uh, it was not good, not great at no. all. Um, not terrible. My so here's my biggest takeaway. Uh, you know, there was all of that problem with like Amber Heard behind the scenes, whatever, and then she came out and said like my whole role was cut out of the film and blah blah blah. I actually thought her role was fine. Yeah, like they, I don't know what they removed, and it almost makes me question like how much more were you in the movie? And, like, what role did you play if they wouldn't have removed it? Because, like, I... It's not called, like, Mira. It's called Aquaman, right? Like, I want to see Aquaman doing stuff. So I'm just not sure how much more you could have been in it than you were. Um, They did reduce her to, like, three speaking lines, and, like, one of those lines is, like, two words. It's like, Arthur, wake up. And, (laughs) And that... But, like, her character, and, and she has action, too, so she's not just, like, a bystander, either. Like, she, yeah, she actually awesome fights powers, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, so I was, I thought that was a little weird, right? I was like, I don't see what the hubbub is about. It just, it's, it's an Aquaman film. I don't expect she, to see her in every scene. Um, the Black Manta, I liked how they did him. Yeah, he's good. And I liked the motivation, right? Um, the reason why he was doing stuff. He was very good. The CG continues to be a problem with all superhero films. And, you know, we we hit peak when we were, they were trying to get buy-in for superhero films. And then once they started making billions of dollars, they went cheap with the CG, right? And the quality is going down. So there's a place where they have Orm climbing up a wall. And they're clearly using a uh, brace for him. He's, like, climbing on a green screen. Totally yeah. fine. But right before him, Mira and uh, Arthur climbed up. And they were straight CG. And they looked like Neo and Matrix Revolutions yeah. quality. Like, it was Gumby moving around. It was not good. No good. Um, 
so it was fine. And then I just, I laugh. You're going to roll your eyes at me, Christian. I just laugh at some, sometimes when you see things back to the Lord of the Rings thing, like, and the orcs, right? So in this movie, they are, they're, they're like on underwater submersibles and they're like, they're transport, but their transports are robotic sharks, which makes sense because clearly in the past they probably rode on sharks, right? But like we're a progressive society and we now have, but I just wonder like if Arthur can speak to the sharks, do these sharks have a problem with the fact that like there's just a constant reminder of their past slavery to the Atlanteans that now they just ride robotic Sharks, you could have made that, you could have made that underwater transport thing anything. Like, the train is a train underwater. Do you like, think? you could have made it an underwater car, but like, you made it a shark. And I feel like those other sharks have problems. In fact, we meet a hammerhead at the pirate bay, and they're pretty angry towards Arthur. And like, I, same man, I get it. Should have had Shark Show I think that you're assuming a slavery situation <laughs> when it clearly was, I'm assuming, some amount of partnership. Do you think? Uh, do only you like think? not everybody can not everybody can talk to the sharks. What 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 evidence do you have that it's slavery? I, I about I, as much I, as I have, have about like, it being a partnership, no, I think. I have a feeling I have a feeling yeah. you can walk up to the group of sharks and say, Hey, question guys, so we need a way to get around. Though we can't swim swim really fast. We need a way to get around. And uh, though we could swim, we would really just like to ride you. And the shark was like, fin slap, hand slap. They're like, I high think five the it assumption up. I don't think that was would, the case. I think the assumption would be that that would probably be closer to what happened, considering <laughs> that if something bad happened to the ocean, and that's yeah. what the Atlanteans are trying to prevent, it probably affect it would affect the sharks as well. Like, if he rolls up to the sharks and he's like, listen, guys – there's about to be some major catastrophe. I don't know what it would be. End of the in first Aquaman's movie. World. He called in all the sure. fucking dudes. Yeah. But I'm assuming he calls because it's going to be, hey, if it affects us, it's probably going to affect you too. I, also I water-dwelling creature. I don't subscribe to that. I'll tell you why. Because mm. we are doing plenty of things to the atmosphere that's destroying the world, and we don't ask birds to fly us in place of airplanes. And you want to know why we, we don't? Airplanes. Because we don't talk right? to birds. So- but I guarantee you <laughs> that if the Wright brothers could talk to the birds, they probably would have just solved hey, the hollow, whole flying hey, issue. Hey, little hollow-boned creature, please let me slap onto your uh, talons there and carry me to and fro. I think they'd be like, I got better stuff to do man which is not carry you around given how much pigeons do on a daily basis i bet you they don't have much better things to do i bet you a pigeon would be like i would i guarantee you that birds would love to serve a higher purpose and and help and help the people that were made truly in god's image than deal with whatever birds do I've been playing a lot of Warhammer so, recently. So now, so now we're now we're assuming the birds subscribe to the same religion. Have little birds. They don't Jesus need to describe the same flying. religion. They just need to know that there is only one animal on this planet that was truly made in God's image. Okay, and it was the platypus for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> that little that little poisonous duck billed creature that lays eggs. It yeah. lives on. It doesn't make any sense. So. Okay, uh, so that was my week. I played a lot of Final Fantasy, a little bit of Like a Dragon, um, and then watched that movie. And that, that's it. That's okay. it. I can go. Go ahead. Yeah. So first thing I'll get out is I've been playing a fuck ton of uh, Warhammer 40k Road Trader. I have been trying to finish it because I want there's things that are coming out towards the end of this month 
fighting game related that I want to spend my time with, and I am worried. I was worried that it was not going to happen. It seems like I honestly had we had we started this podcast towards what I thought like for whatever reason when I thought because Preston you were saying that you were going to mm-hmm. potentially be tied up till five. I thought that after I might have actually had it finished by then. I'm to my knowledge, I'm like a handful of quests away. I am very excited. I think my sell on this game is that if it had the budget that Baldur's Gate 3 did, this game would have swept in every single category that it was in last year. Like or not that it was in, but that it would have been entered in. Like it is Is there is there a potential that a next one could? Like I don't is is it depends on what and the following on this game good enough that it might. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, right? So, like, I you have to be interested in Warhammer 40k at all to be able to get anything out of this game, and there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who maybe aren't, right? So, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people who play the the uh, the tabletop RPG, obviously, but like, if playing a Warhammer 40k RPG does not sound up like in your alley then no i you you won't like this it's the most warhammer thing i've probably ever played um that being said that's why i think that's great i think this the narrative that is in this game is miles better than what's in baldur's gate 3 and that's not a that's not a shot at baldur's gate 3 i just think that like the the side stuff in baldur's gate 3 is already better than its own narrative and uh so the the stuff in Warhammer 40k Road Trader is incredible. It is so well written, and it makes it so that, like, it really sells the universe, right? Like, in... And we can talk about it later, uh, eventually, once you guys get through it, but in Baldur's Gate 3, if the right checks are passed, and you have the right stats in the right places, there is a way for you to get your cake and eat it too for the most part like you can make it so that everybody survives everything resolves in the perfect way that you want it to resolve and uh everything is great right like you get it you're like i'm very satisfied like everything i wanted to have happen happened and that's fantastic and great um warhammer the universe itself does not allow for that like the, the world of 40k is very, like, pessimistic and oppressive, and, like, that's just the, the universe that they've created. And so there's times in the story where, like, I've been trying to play it as, like, a uh, slightly dogmatic sometimes, if the right person convinces me. But for the most part, I've been playing it as a, like, let's, you know, save as many people as we can kind of thing. And the amount of times that it has bitten me in the ass and some character looks at me and is like, stop trying to do this. Like, you're going to fuck over more people. Like, so an example is like a side thing that happened with us. I ran up to a colony that I had, pre- like, that uh, a predecessor of mine had previously owned. And I roll up on it and it is just rampant with heresy. Like, pure chaos magic is everywhere. Everybody's turning into fucking demons and all sorts of shit so i clear it out and everybody on my party is like light this shit up from space and move on like burn this whole planet and we'll move on this is not worth it the 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 ground is tainted with this shit like it's you're there's no way people will come out unscathed like 
you need to get rid of it. And there was a couple people in my place who were like, hey, look, man, this colony made your, like, dynasty a lot of fucking money. Do you really want to just, like, get rid of it when we could just, you know, get all the goop out, move new people in, and it can continue to do the thing that it's supposed to do? And I was like, well, I don't want to miss out on a whole colony. Like, that's wild, right? Like, I, I should probably... Let's, I think we can figure it out. We can navigate it. I killed everything that's in there. I, I made sure there was nothing left alive. I think we'll be fine. And shit started whispering through to people through the fucking walls and turning everybody <laughs> into heretics. And they started creating their own rituals down there. And everybody on my party that wanted it to get blown up from space was like, this is your fault. Everybody <laughs> that has to die now. Because then, because it got found out, the Inquisition showed up and just nuked the fucking place. And they were like, this happened because of you. Like, you moved new people in there, and I, we told you that it was not going to fucking go right, and you didn't listen to us because you wanted to be Mr. save a and look what happens. Now a whole planet got nuked with new people because of you. And I was like, ooh, this is – I can't argue with you. Like, I can't argue with you. You're right. I did this. Like, And so it happened – like, there's times where, like, I – We'll try to convince people to do the right thing, and then, like, people in my party will be like, you're going to get other people killed for this. And I usually will turn around and be like, and point my gun at them and be like, fucking fuck around and find out if you want to. Like, it's just, it's great. It's so well done. The narrative is so, so good. And it plans for all these different eventualities that I just think that if this game, if Games Workshop, who is the owner of the Warhammer properties, if they would have given this game the budget that I think it would have deserved, it would have been the most slam dunk of a slam dunk that ever could have been. Like, mm-hmm. right now, the biggest problem is that it has is that, which I think is why Baldur's Gate 3 succeeded so much, is if Baldur's Gate 3 would have remained an isometric RPG like uh, all of its predecessors or all the Divinity games, it would not have sold as well. Only because... If you would have had little character portraits when a character is talking to you and it didn't zoom in and do the Mass Effect Bioware thing where you yeah. got the people's faces and all that other shit, um, it wouldn't have hit as well. I, I know for a fact yeah. it wouldn't have because the, the Divinity games have been around forever and almost everybody who played Baldur's Gate never gave those games a time of day. Um, there's something through about, a bad way. It's there's just something the, about the isometric and like the reading and stuff that makes you feel like a i need to dedicate more time and b it's not as high of a production but for some reason when i see people talking and so on i'm like oh yeah. big like absolutely money, big production like, i cool. totally yep. yeah i totally it there is a when it zooms in and you get a full character model and you can see the mm-hmm. facial expressions it's more immersive. and all that other stuff it totally brings people i totally agree um and that's it's the same case here there's times where it, there's a lot of text reading in this game um it's just that in my opinion this just happens to be to be worth it but it's so good i'm very excited to to finish it and see what fucking ending i end up finding myself in because god knows i'm gonna try to get a nice one but who fucking knows man <laughs> although in my party right now late in the game i uh i found a uh, a space marine to be in my party now oh, there you go. <sighs> it's just so, so cool. goddamn cool <laughs> man he's like he's 
So every character obviously takes up a tile, but because he is a genetic super freak, uh, he takes up four. He, so he's massive. Um, and he's in like the mechanical armor and he has the fucking bolt gun and everything. It's just fantastic. And he basically... So, go ahead. No, so in, in, in combat, so, you know, every character has their own, like, obviously they have a voice actor and like I'll say 60 to 70% of the time the lines are voice acted. There's a nice chunk that's not and you have to read it. But during combat, their voice actors are saying all sorts of wild shit uh, during the combat. And he, he, every character will usually have some sort of quip about like, you know, I'm, you know, for the emperor or I'm doing this for blah, 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 or, you know, message received, you know, that kind of shit, right? His is either uh, just maniacal laughing or being like, I just, I, bring me more of your fucking fodder, you losers. Like, he, like, the space marines just live for battle and he is just, he, it embod- and the voice actor is so good. Um, it's like a very, so this one is particularly from the whole, hails from like a uh, like a frozen world that ended up tracing back their roots obviously to you know millennia of like go of vikings and shit right um and so he has like a very nordic accent that he's like yelling and screaming about and doing these it's just it's so well done but anyway (laughs) you're what were you gonna ask me um i was gonna ask you two things because you've spoken so highly of this game for a couple of weeks now um is are there like how are the cutscenes? Are there like actual like nice acted cutscenes? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other question was, is it more Baldur's Gate in that in that strategic turn based battle, or is it more like tactics in the battle? So I'll answer the, the battle. It is exact. It plays exactly like Baldur's Gate. It is mm, okay. like an open field, and then you can you know like if somebody is standing next to an acid vat, you can shoot it. It explodes. It does the whole right. It does all of that. Um, it's not as in depth as Larian's combat system, so like, uh, there's not a uh, like I can't think of I can't like take a barrel and then throw it at somebody, right? Like I can't do it. Like there's not that level of interaction. I can't um, reverse pickpocket somebody into killing themselves, sort of thing, so. <laughs> right? But right. <laughs> that's but they make up for that by having a way deeper class system but with more skills. So like. Hmm. You know, obviously, with that game, Baldur's Gate, I think the max level is like twelve or something, right? Something along yeah. those lines. This, like, my character's a level forty in this, and it doesn't follow any D and D rules, but it follows more traditional RPG rules. So, like, some of my characters have like fucking fifteen skills that I can potentially use to do certain things. It's a fuck ton, right? So there, uh, the it trades one level of deepness for another, right? So like, it, there's a lot more skills and things in positioning that I can do. To get things to pop off, like I can, I got one of my two of my characters uh, can get like eight turns in a row and just fuck shit up, which is great. Um, depending on what sort of enemy I'm fighting. Um, for the other thing, it's it's a mix. So there are no cutscenes proper in the game. There okay. is um, uh, where like all of the HUD will go away and the camera will zoom in a little bit. And you'll be able to see the details more clearly, and like characters will move and do certain things. Um, that's about as much. So, like a, for your ending, you're probably not going to get a cutscene. Is it going to uh, be more narrative? Like, well, no, it's all live, right? So, like, that's that's I guess what I'm trying to get through is like, oh. it's it's all like everything happens within that isometric. Like, so like when characters, like if a character, I had a character just get ran up and get stabbed, right? Like in the middle of the mm-hmm. thing, that just like. 
I wasn't able to move, but as a conversation was happening, I there was a character who came out of the shadow, stabbed somebody, and then it moved on, right? And then I was able to move again. Um, so that's like the love, but like so mo- that any of that. The other thing that happens is there is sort of a storybook thing that can happen where um, it's this beautiful hand-drawn art that shows up on the screen and you click through the options as it goes and then they draw new art that describe like that shows what's happening what in happened? that scene. Um, that's about the two things that happen. Uh, obviously, I really like the art that happened because the art for Warhammer, I think, is cool as shit. Um, but it sort of just depends on what happens. But that's that's my point is that I, there's... I wish there was a higher level of budget to make some cooler shit like that happen. Um, just because I think that it would do a lot to pull more people in. But, like, dude, like, you know, 15 hours into this game, you end up getting, like, naval, or like, like, ship combat that happens in space. And your ship has its own level up, like, progress and, like, weapons that can shoot at. It's crazy. It's It's super deep and awesome. Um, that being said, it's just like any other CRPG. It's like an 80 to 100 hour game. So before you decide that that's if you, it's something that sounds cool and you want to hop into it, know what you're getting into because it's a, it's a fucking big one. But it's cool. Um, nice. Yeah. So the other thing that I played, uh, which is one of the games that I want to spend some more time with, is I played through the story mode of Tekken 8. Yeah. Um... Obviously, I know Preston. You'll talk about it in your weeks. You're going. You're starting to go through it a little bit, so I won't spoil it. But boy, did that game! Somebody on that team was like, "Just fuck it. Who, who cares? Let's just let's become Dragon Ball Z. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> it is wild. Like I don't, I don't even care anymore. No, I don't. Who gives a shit? Like they've always they're had. P- like, they're pitching the game. They're pitching the game. There's like I, I don't know. They get Dragon crazy Ball? powers. They're gonna scream yeah. each other. Like yeah, they, like. <laughs> they, they've always had. Obviously, like with Jin and Kazuya, there's always been the devil gene, right? And they've always had like that sort of weird part to the story. But for the most part, most of the stories have been like far-ish future, uh, like proxy wars fought by two giant companies that basically run the globe, right? Um, and that's mostly been the story, like, then, you know, outside of, like, the family feud stuff. And in this part of the game, they just are, like, and then obviously, like, a tournament always happens in between there. Um, this game, they, by the, let's say, like, 12th chapter out of 15, they're just like, yeah, I don't give a shit anymore. It's, we're going to fucking balls to the wall. And Preston, when you get there, we can talk about it, but. Uh, I'm close. It, 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 yeah, you're getting there. Um, but there are some transformations and things that happen to people that you're just like, and it looks cool. Alex, I'll tell you like this. Um, if you, here, Preston, can you mute yourself for a second? Thank you. Alex, type into the search, type in Angel Jin, and tell me that that is not the most warrior. J-I-N? J-I-N, Yeah. And tell me that is not the most Final Fantasy Warrior of Light bullshit you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, Even, like, right. the stuff going off the helmet and everything, yeah. Now I just gotta finish it before I edit this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right? Like, tell me I'm wrong. Like, that is... They just yeah, go... Yeah, it, that is 
in that design alone, when I saw that character pop out, I was like, oh, okay, we just don't care anymore. Right on. That's fine. I can get down with that. Um, yeah. That being said, th- this part is not like a particularly spoiler part, but you'll you'll see it here in a little bit, Preston. But there's a uh, just after the part that you're at, there's a giant battle that sort of takes place. And one of my favorite parts of the story that I just want to talk about is um, you end up having to do battle uh, in this giant little thing with uh, a bunch of different characters. And one of them is King, the wrestler in the game who wears the leopard mask and, you know, the whole thing. Um, and all they he basically, they, they treat it like he is at a WWE match, basically, mm-hmm. where, like, he's beating the shit out of all these soldiers and these soldiers that are with him are like, you know, they're down. They're like, oh, how do, can we ever hope to beat all these people? And he's like, it just shows him roaring. But then there's like words that are coming out of like how everybody can just automatically understand what he's saying. And so, yeah, and so like these te- the text come through. He's like, fear not. any You know, you have King with you. Like, we're going to defeat all these people. And all these people are like, oh, yeah, we have King. And then they all start chanting King. They're like, King, King. And he's like, yes, just tear my And he's like suplexing people. It's so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, I played through that. Uh, and then I played through a little bit of the arcade mode that they have. Separate from the character stories thing. Um, but there's like this thing where you can like make like a little chibi avatar. And it teaches you about Tekken kind of, I guess. And like you can go and play through things. It's cool. Um, I played that, and then I, I played some some sets. Uh, my only complaint with their how they do their ranked fighting, and maybe it gets better as more people start to play, but uh, their default setting is set to you can match with anybody who's three levels above or three levels below you. And so it made it so that my first three matches that I played, I had one that was a pretty even back and forth that I won that was a 3-2 like, final I had one where I got 3-0'd because uh, some dude who was three ranks above me fought me. And I was like, I, why am I getting placed with this dude again? And he smoked me, which is obviously what makes sense. And then the last guy was closer to my rank, and I 3-0'd him. And I was like, all right, I'm going to end there because I don't want to get mad or like you know get smoked uh, after that. But um, I much prefer Street Fighter's ranking system where they put you it with somebody of your own rank. Um, or at least like extremely close to it as opposed to like it'd be like if I was in like silver in in Street Fighter and then I got mashed with somebody who's in fucking diamond or platinum and they're just like stunting on me and I'm like I guess I'll just set the controller down and let you you got it big dog I there's nothing I can do so you do your thing um, and I know you can adjust it but I wonder I'm worried about like how many matches I'll get if I put it down to like my, but we'll I'll figure it out. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, and then the other thing that I've played is Press and I have played a fuck ton of, and this will lead into his week, I'm sure. Uh, Helldivers 2. Hell yeah, bro. Uh, so we've been uh, dispensing freedom to the. That's, yeah. that's not on Game Pass, right? No. I know, Preston, you said you're playing on Xbox. I don't, I don't, I don't even only. think it's. Yeah, it's on PlayStation oh, PC okay. only. It's not even on Xbox. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but uh, we've been so. we've been uh, dispensing democracy to the goddamn commie aliens. Give them uh, a little taste of liberty. Yeah, and uh, it's been fantastic. So for those who don't know, Helldivers is basically Starship Troopers, the video game. Um, Pretty much. Yeah, and uh, there's two enemy factions in the game right now. There's the 
uh, robots, and then the bug menace, the terminids. Um, and the robots are, in my opinion, much harder uh, than the bugs. Um, but they play completely different. Like, you have to bring in different weapons, different tactics. It's great. Um, Preston and I, I decided... it on Steam, by the way. So nice. Good. Uh, Preston and I decided at first when we played it, we were like, look, we'll play it for, and we'll, we'll play it up until like the hour 45 mark so that we can be within the steam refund window. If it's not what we want, cause we were huge fans of the first one. Um, and we ended up playing like three and a half hours that night. Yeah. We were like, yeah, this That's one's good. staying. There's, there's <laughs> nothing where it's staying. It's 40 bucks too. It's not like you're dropping $70 on the damn things. Yeah. It's, it's definitely $40 worth. Yeah. Which is great. Um, the game's fantastic, though. It, it, it nails the tone of Helldivers perfectly. Uh, the combat is super fun. Um, the only problem with it right now is it is, and especially if you guys look across social media, there are a fuck ton of Helldivers clips going around everywhere. Uh, the game is more popular than the first one by a large, large oh, yeah. margin. Oh, yeah. Uh, people seem to really, really like it. Um, and... Because of that, uh, the servers are slammed. It is so fucking hard. If you are pl- if you are trying to get into a squad of randos, it fails all the time. Sometimes you'll get through, sometimes you won't, but it just is fucked. That being said, if you're playing with friends, it's very rock solid. Yeah, Preston and I have issues. never got... We never got disconnected are once. You, is well, there, got is there a once. solo story? Yeah, early on. Is it more like a... Is there a solo so, story, or is it more like some of the other um, war games where like you can get the story by playing... Overall, so, layer. so there's very light narrative. It's it's similar to like EDF or something like that, where there's not really. I mean, there's a general narrative, but it's, it's more just have like, fun with your friends and go. The enemies yeah, are invading. You're supposed to push back the spread of the invasion. If you don't, you could actually lose out. But then it refreshes the server kind of deal. But your whole objective is to push them back and keep them from getting to like your main worlds. Now, That's what cool. we have like what we haven't seen yet is. Preston and I haven't seen what happens when you fully liberate an area, so I don't know if something happens story-related there, if there's like a little scene that might play or something along those lines. Because um, that but, narrative is throughout with everyone. So like when you... Yeah, the Galactic area, War is an online live thing. It has like a yeah. percentage of like how they are and how you are as far as like the enemies and the, the Helldivers. And when you win, it's like... It's a little bitty, little bitty tick that goes by. You're like, okay, all right, this is definitely gonna have to be a group effort because I'm not being able to do this by myself. Yeah, um, and the higher difficulties you go, the more your yeah. team, like, even more points you get for completing yeah. a mission. Um, it's wild though. It's so just so many dumb hijinks can happen and fun can happen. So far, uh, the best one that gets the most laughs is Preston accidentally killing the entire team. Um, he will throw a grenade and then it will roll back and he'll go right before it's about to explode. He'll say, look out. And it's too late. Right when he says, <laughs> look out. Happening. I'm like, oh, it's here. Like, I gotta say something. And the explosion already pops off and so it'll happen. And then you'll die or like this, oh, another person, uh, friend of the show, Bumbus, who's been on a couple episodes, he was playing with us and, uh, he, um, he would like if he died, he'd go Preston, and we'd be like, "What?" And then Preston would always go, "Oh, that one hit you. My bad. My bad." Because <laughs> sometimes I can't control it. So like when you play Hell Divers, you get a little section on your left top, and that's how you call in your stratagems, which is like you can drop down different weapons. Yeah, uh, a lot of them that we use are like orbital attacks, so an orbital laser, a bombardment from the Eagle ships, um, napalm. You can drop down turrets, uh, and. 
towards the end of our PlayStation, I'm like, oh, I unlocked the mortar uh, turret. So I'm like, okay, let's just drop this down outside of a, uh, a bug's nest. It's going to start shooting in. Great, right? Well, I drop it down, and the bugs start coming at us. But the mortar doesn't stop shooting at the bugs. Sure doesn't. So if we're fighting the bugs, and the bugs are near us, and the mortars are coming at us, they kill. let's say Christian kills the bugs, that mortar is still on its way to that area. And then all of a sudden it's like, killed by so Preston. I'm like, walking, I can stop it. And then you get launched up in the air, and it's like killed by Funkadelic Jedi, and you're like, word? Okay. <laughs> so all I don't right. use the mortar anymore. Preston can't use the mortar anymore. He's not allowed. Um, I think the mortar would be good. It just needs to be on its own, like before we head into an area. This is why I'm not going to use it. I'm good. Uh, you don't need me to um, do that yet. But yeah, the game's great. Uh, it's it's exactly what it's I wanted out of it. Not and a great co-op game to come in and spend yeah, some missions, have some fun with some friends. It's great. I will say it is just like EDF and all those other games where it is made by the group of friends that you have to play with it. Yes. Playing it solo is a much different experience. I played a couple of rounds solo just when I was trying to mess around with it. And I would join up with random people, and it's fine, but it's not nearly as fun. No. Whereas, like, you know, Preston and I will make jokes while we're playing. We're like, fucking take some freedom. And we'll be like, you yeah. goddamn commie bugs. And start shooting. And if it's you, like, if you die to a rando dropping a grenade, it's not near as, like, easy to be like, okay, that's fine. Right? Yeah. And then you're just like, what are you doing? Yeah, you just laugh. It's, yeah, it's... It's good stuff, but the the if you're wondering, like when you look at clips and you're like, is it really that fun? It is that fun. like if it you is. have a nice solid group of people around you, it is it it, it can be that fun. Um, the only thing that I wanted to mention that I forgot about was there's two things coming up that I'm very excited for. Looking forward, one of the things I was talking about with fighting is on the 28th. My man Ed launches in Street Fighter. Yeah. I'm in there. His character trailer came out. He looks fucking badass. His alternate costume is him just in a boxing hoodie with the hood up. And as he does his special, the hood can come off and do shit. I'm so stoked. It looks so good. I cannot wait. Uh, I'm very, very, very excited. Uh, and then, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but like it was, I think, earlier last week, the new Godzilla... Uh, New Empire Kong, New Empire mm -hmm. uh, trailer dropped. That looks very, very good. I'm and very, we very excited. Are going to see Advent Children complete edition, whatever this week. It's gonna be boy, are we? I can't wait. Yeah, uh, that's like three and a half hours of movie. Is I it think, that long? That we'll Jesus oh boy, it's a big one. Yeah. It's like I said, and and most of it is a mix. But all that extra footage is going to be about the Sephiroth triplets the and yeah. and the two kids that. Cloud and Tifa take care of now. I, hmm, I can't wait. But there's parts of that movie that I know still hold up and are still good, like the fight scene. So I can't wait. Hey. Uh, it'll be a good time. Edible last uh, three hours. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing, the thing that kills me too is, and they're, I mean, they're pretty straightforward of saying like, hey, this ties into the story narrative that we have coming in the games too. So, you know, dude, have fun. sure, I <laughs> sure. Somebody, can I just say, multiverse shit gonna happen. If yeah. somebody on the screen in Rebirth says the name Kadaj <laughs> and it shows this little frail Evo Sephiroth like flip his hair <laughs> like he does, I, I'll buy a hundred copies of the game. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I will be like, you deserve it. I, w congratulations for tricking this many people to sticking around this long. Just to shove Advent children down their throats. Uh, you know what? If that's what happens, 
I am at peace with that. Good for you. You earned it. <laughs> we'll hold you to that. We might have to do a Kickstarter if, uh, yeah. or you know, one of the. I didn't say all at once, if they, but if they over do, the course of my <laughs> life, I will buy them, and then I'll do a massive giveaway for, I don't know, the four other Advent Children fans. <laughs> right. That's amazing. Cool. Uh, real quick, All did you right. want to mention Preston. some of the games you played at Next Fest? Because I got that on my list. I know you didn't. Mention. Oh fuck! Yes, thank you. I actually let me open up my wish list here because I got them all. I here. only got like two or got three of them on that I played from that. I played a handful of them. Next Fest, so you guys know, is a Steam thing. It's a big it's celebration. Over. It's already over, but they had like thousands of game demos on there for you to scroll through and check through. I guarantee fifty no, percent of them are fucking hentai shit. Yeah, well, if you block that tag, it becomes a lot easier to get. I mean, there. sometimes you just want to scroll over just to see the video play through a little bit. You don't click yeah, on it; you don't want it in your search results. But mm-hmm. like, you want to hover oh, over yeah. just to see how far they're going to go. And these uh-huh. fucking people are weirdos. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. you don't need to know how far they're going to go. They're going to go that far. Whatever the answer it. is, like okay. however far. It's fine. I'll admit it. I want to see it, but I don't want to play it. So you know, I think there there are websites you could probably just. See that stuff. I just happen to be like, here. I'm not gonna t- go out take make an effort of it. I'm already here looking for shit. I'm not I gonna well judge. take a minute to look at the anime titties. I don't mind. Alright. So the first one <laughs> is a bullet hell uh shmup call and I know this is on Preston's list as yes, well. It is. Signy colon all guns blazing. Dude this game look at that video, pr- Alex, yeah. Yeah, I don't know I I don't remember the developer's name, but it's produced by Konami. Um, which is, it does give me, I'm like, is this game actually going to come out? They just giving money out. Yeah, it's fine. If it comes out from the demo that I played and Preston and I, I really want to play the co-op with you. It looks, or it plays fun as fuck. Yeah. It is crazy. Like if you're a fan the, of Galaga, that type of like, you know, going up yeah. shooter kind of thing. It's or like crazy. Ikaruga. It's yeah, probably Ikaruga, close to yeah. Ikaruga. Yeah. yeah. Definitely um, close to Ikaruga. But it's it's. I mean, it should be coming out. They showed a. Uh, it, Konami has it on. Konami has it on a uh, PlayStation trailer. I'm sure they do, but Konami also sure. has you know done plenty of things and then turned them into Pachinko games later. So who knows? But this game is cool as fuck. It played really well. I loved it. Uh, it was one of like it, it got a bunch of love on a bunch of different uh, Steam Nexus forums that were popping up. Sound so design was, is insane. Like, I've never heard my subwoofer hit so hard. Dude. There's a piece of plastic in my subwoofer that I didn't know was loose. I know it's loose now. Because as soon as the light goes so hard. Goes, boom. All of a sudden, my subwoofer's like, like, oh, there's something back there. I need yeah. to tighten down real quick. Let me, let me find out. Yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, the next one is uh, called Indica. So I don't know if this game is going to be good. Uh, for the it's I N D I K A. Um, yeah, I like the good game. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if this game is going to end up being good. But from the demo that I played, so it's very specific niche. It's a like a sort of like a psychological thriller, like third person game, but it deals very heavily into theology, um, which I always find cool as fuck. Uh, so um, like, even. You know, if that sounds like your jam and that seems like it might be cool, uh, then I think it is totally worth checking out the demo um, or keeping an eye on it for when it launches. It's supposed to be like quarter two this year, I think. Um, But it looks great. It's very, very cool. Uh, Very creepy psychological vibes, but it, it nails the theme of what it's trying to go for so, so, so well. Um... 
it gave me sort of the same feeling sometimes as what I had, which is why I thought it was so cool when I got to do it. But when we were in Ireland for our honeymoon, um, obviously you can go down into like the crypts of some like the, the churches and stuff down there from like, you know, the ancient, like not ancient, but like, you know, a long, long time ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, seeing a lot of the old, like, religious stuff, like, I always think that stuff is cool as shit, like, it's cool as hell, um, and, uh, this nails what it's going for, it does what's, it very well. What, though, what's the weird, like, fisheye lens camera angle they like to highlight? That's, like, the really, like, psychological thriller part of it, so, like, I think that there's a lot of times, there's a lot of, like, I don't want to necessarily say horror, because it's not, it doesn't... It doesn't do horror, but it, it definitely leans to that. So, like, if somebody's being very creepy, it will use the weird fucking angle and, like, shit to try to, like, to, to show it happening. Um, but... It reminds me of um, uh, Plague Tale in the play a little bit with the environmental puzzles and the sneaking and the running. And from, from, from quality, that is certainly what it feels like. Like, that's the level of, I think... The, the first Plague Tale, that's the level of budget that I think you can assume to, to have here before Microsoft bought them and threw a fuck ton of money into it. But that's that this the first Plague Tale is definitely what I would try to... If you were to try to like, put it somewhere, that's where I would have it sit. Um, the next game I played was called Crypt Master. This was fucking rad. So it's an RPG that uh, is like a dungeon crawler. But it's a word game is one of the tags they used for it. So essentially, okay. uh, this like otherworldly sort of like presence will try to uh, like you'll roll up on a chest and then the chest will open and he'll be like he'll describe try to describe the item and you if you you have like six guesses to figure out what it is and you can ask him to like describe it you know hold it smell it whatever. And or, or or remember like how is it used or something like that, and you can ask him these questions and then to try to get a guess forward of what it is, um, and then if you guess it right, you get it and you get whatever the item is or or anything. But then the same thing happens with the characters' classes. So like for instance, the barbarian or whatever. If I type in hit, and it's like yes, his skill the skill there is hit, and so then now I get hit. Or block, or jab, or you know, yell for one of the sorcerers, or something like that. It's super, super clever. Um, I've not played anything like it, and I think that it's like, as far as text-based things go, it's a full three D world. Like you're going through it, right? Like it's, but um, as far as things that use text input creatively, it's one of the most creative things that I've seen. It's it's very, very good. Um, <clears throat> I think I only have two more. Uh, no, three, four more, sorry. I'll be very quick. <laughs> Rotwood is a game that I play that's like Castle Crashers um, mixed with uh, the Cult of the Lamb sort of stuff. It's very well done. And then like Hades. Uh, it's very good. I love it. If you like the Castle Crashers like art style and that sort of fun thing with a mix of like the storytelling, like I said, and combat from like Hades or Cult of the Lamb, there it's totally check it out. It's up your alley. It's great. Uh, Breachway was a really cool like roguelite... Um, Sort of like FTL, but with turn-based combat <coughs> with the other ships and stuff. Um, and it's like it does like a deck building thing with like cards uh, where you have like your skills are based on these cards that you go through and it's like turn by turn. Um, 
uh, the whole thing. So it's just very, it's a really fun loop and addicting to play. It's really good. Uh, Rusty's Retirement was another game that I played. This is one of the most creative games that I've ever seen. Um, it is a farming sim that lives and is meant to be played while you're playing other games and just lives above your taskbar. So it just takes up a little space above your taskbar. You have this whole area and it's like this little farm and you just check in on it occasionally, do your thing and help Rusty uh, save up for his retirement, it looks like. And it's fantastic. I got every achievement that was uh, available for it except for um, play it for 24 hours because I didn't, I, you know, I'm not playing it for 24, but I did everything else in it. Um, it's fantastic. It is... Uh, I, for what it sets out to do, I've never seen a game do that kind of thing before, but I love the idea of just something that can just live just a little bit above your taskbar and you're just like, hey, whenever I check in on it is when I check in on it. Otherwise it just, it does everything else automatically. Like the, like it will, like if you, you can set things up to where like things will help you plant seeds and do all these other things like as you progress throughout the thing. So it can either largely be an automated process or you can hop in and check things out and, you know, do things. It's fantastic, but there's a lot of times where it takes real-world events, like, uh, or real-world time, I should say. So, <clears throat> like, for instance, uh, if I used, if I planted grapes in the field, like, I just planted grapes everywhere, Ga grapes run on an uh, eight-cycle with an 11-minute timer, so eight 11-minute cycles, basically, um, for it to be harvested completely. Uh, and so, like, I would plant the grapes, the thing, and then all of the little guys that I had on the farm would... If the grapes were ready, they would take them, and then they would grow the next set of grapes, and then they would take them, and then they would do this thing, and you can create bio... Like, there's all sorts of little things that happen after that, um, but I would set that, and then I'd be like, okay, and then I'd go do anything else, or I would work, or whatever, and as I was doing it, it the little guys were just over there doing their thing. It's fantastic if that's the kind of thing that you're into. I, I thought it was extremely creative, and I've never seen anything like that before. Uh, the next game I will say nothing about, except that you should go play it, and... Don't let yourself be spoiled on the uh, mechanical hook. A game called Normal Fishing. That's it. Okay. Just go check out Normal Fishing and be let yourself be surprised. Uh, it is very... It's good. Uh, <laughs> but that's it. All right. Well, I'll continue on the next fest. Um, yeah, Signy was one of them I definitely had on my list. Uh Tales of Kenzera, Zao. Um, we saw this one at, I think the Game Awards, I think what it was. Uh, but um, Abu Bakar, uh, the gentleman from the HBO show with the wolves, what was that show called? You played Papa, Alex? I know you watched it. Yeah, uh, House of uh, Was it House of Raised by Wolves. Raised, Raised by, by wolves? wolves, there you go. Something like so, that. So, yeah, yeah, he's in that. Um, obviously, apparently he's a big voice actor in video games, too, because he did a handful of things in uh, Diablo 4. And I'm pretty sure that opening cutscene you see with that um, uh, priest, I'm pretty sure that's him as well. Um, hmm. But this is more of like a um, Metroidvania platformer kind of deal. Uh, but you play as a shaman in this wonderful world of Kinzara. And you're going through there, and you're, I've unlocked a couple abilities to where you can like freeze the water, and you can go up and down them. There's a lot of wall jumping. Uh things like that so it's if you've seen a metrovania you've seen them all but this has a incredible art style to it and as far as the religion and the background the culture of it, it is definitely more like an african type of feel so it's it's really cool it looks really great 
Um, the demo's still out. I just checked it today. So if you do want to download, you can still download that one. And I like it a lot. It's not out yet, but it's, it's going to be good. I remember seeing that at the um, Game Awards, uh, knowing that I was going to definitely play that. I'm like, oh, shit, has a demo out for Next Fest? Definitely get in on that. So, yeah, it was pretty good. liked it a lot. Um, and then last, because I played a couple things that didn't really get me, and then uh, a little game called Star Racer. Man, is this the most legally distinct F-Zero you've ever seen in your entire life? It plays well, but also um, there's some ramps you can hit that will put you in the air, and then your wings will pop out of your vehicle. And then you can kind of fly around, which also lets you have a weapon. So you can like shoot like little um, energy balls or lasers or whatever you want to call them. You gotta pick those up, so there's ammunition, so you gotta pick it up as you go through. Um, but there was like you know, the basic race style, you're racing around, if you get the pop up, you get to come down, you might shoot somebody and knock them out of the track. Um, or there is like an elimination mode, I forget what, if that's what it's called or not, but it's essentially gives you like a halo track to where it's just a big ass circle. And then what you'll do is you need to get enough energy and enough ammo to get to pop you up. And then once it pops you up, that's when you're supposed to eliminate <clears throat> all the uh, racers on the track. And the last guy standing wins kind of deal. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the um, soundtrack is good. Uh, the racing, it, I mean, it's, it is <clears throat> literally F-Zero. Like, that looks like the big blue car or the blue Falcon car. Uh, they change up the characters' names and make them a little more goofy, but this is 1,000% an homage to F-Zero. And I was super glad to find it. It's very good. That's all you want. You could just buy that once and uh, quit paying monthly for Nintendo. Oh, yeah, because I play that thing all the time? Yeah. Um, next up is Suicide Squad. Oh, not Suicide Squad. I did play that. We'll go ahead and talk about it since I said it, but I meant to say the thing else next to it. Um, I got that through the Gamefly. I'm like, I'm going to give this like a good like two hours or so. I'm going to give it and see how it feels because I'm a big fan of Rocksteady games. I, I'm curious. I've heard that this game is not great, but I'm morbidly curious about it. And I got Gamefly. It's not going to cost me any more than what I'm already paying, right? So, got mm -hmm. in. Uh, started playing it. The cutscenes look pretty good, but that's about all I enjoyed of the game. Um, so, this is Surprised. a I... shocker. Is... Who would have seen this coming? Who? No, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Um, but no, it's it's an incredibly floaty loot shooter. Every single character, yeah. those four characters, they all have some type of special traversal. Apparently, King Shark, he can just jump like crazy. Um, I don't know why they didn't do anything with water, but whatever. Um, I guess he summons the water spears, I guess is the whole thing. Uh, Harley Quinn steal they all steal something from the, uh, the Justice League area. And Harley Quinn grabs, you know, a bat grapple with a little bat drone that she can use to swing around with. Um, I chose Deadshot because he has his own jet pack, uh, jet pack. I think jet packs are cool, so I picked him to play through for most of my playthrough. And Captain Boomerang has some fucking Speed Force gauntlet so he can throw his boomerang and zip to it through with a Speed Force. Um, the mechanic is essentially, hey, you got these areas, go clear these areas out of enemies, they'll drop some stuff in there, great. Um, the worst part about this game is the shield system. So, you got shield, you got health, you're getting shot, your shield goes down. What do you do? You gotta pick up more shield, right? To pick up more shield, you have to shoot the legs of the enemy to put them into a vulnerable state so you could do your melee attack to then get your energy. Can I just say, you describing this already it's exhausted horrible. me. As soon as that happened, Somebody I'm like, this game is clever. definitely going to be done. I'm, I'm, next half hour, I'm done with this fucking game. Um, but it's, it's really bad. Uh, guess what? Half the team, their melee attacks is a ranged attack. 
that they consider to be the melee attack. Like, dead shots is just him. He has his gun fist, so he goes boom, boom, boom. But guess what? You can do that from a distance, and you're fine. Um, and Captain Boomerang throws a boomerang for his melee attack. I'm like, okay, you guys, you could have worked a little bit harder on f at least the definition on what we're doing here. Call it like your stunned attack. Call it like your finisher attack. Could have call called it want. attack one, attack two. Could have called it your shield break attack or whatever you fuck you wanted to call it. You know, could call it anything. But I mean, it's it's super duper floaty. Every character you jump with like has like no weight to them because of course you want to be able to give yourself time to shoot while you're in the air and do all these cool things, quote unquote cool things. Um, and then I'm like, no, this is not for me. I'm like I'll watch the cutscenes later on because I'm morbidly curious about the story. Here's halfway decent, made by Rocksteady, so of course it is. Um, but it's, it's not worth playing. And I dived into like a video of like the late game just to see what the kind of idea was when you get there. It is an incredibly horribly bad version of a loot shooter. Like the weapons seem lame. Like it's cool. It looks a little different. That's about all you get. There's some costumes you can get great. There's some skills you can unlock. I'm like, whatever. But it's, nice. it's just, it's too much of a loot, loot shooter. And they did that because they're going to want you to buy new characters to jump in this with your friends to play it some more. Joker well, they have new characters every every month or something. Joker or something, was right? announced before the game even launched, so they're just going to keep on putting more characters in there, so I guess you can play the story with different characters and whatever. No one's going to be playing this. It's going to go just like Avengers, but I think even worse, to where Avengers had a better back end, I feel, for people like, oh, it's like they fixed some things, it's not that bad. This one's not going to have that. This is going to be, if you and four of your friends were really into fucking DC Comics, you might be playing this together and having a little bit of fun because you're playing with your friends, but that is the only benefit you're getting out uh, uh, just doing co-op. They made Harley Quinn terribly annoying in the cutscenes that I saw, too. Yeah, it's not great. Um, I like Harley Quinn in the Arkham games, but, you know, she's secluded to her, like, she'll be a boss or, like, someone with a boss during a certain time of the game, and that's all you have to handle with that. Um, but this and she's there the entire time. And I feel bad for the poor soul who actually likes Harley Quinn and just really wants to fucking play Harley Quinn the entire game because it's, it's going to be rough. So She looks worse than she did in those. She looks fine, all right? No, I think she looks too. all right. I think the one the picture that everyone shows is like, oh, look at her in the same outfit as an Arkham Asylum. I'm like, yeah, that outfit looks like crap. Uh, comparatively, but like with her and her other out outfits, it's it, she looks like a different type of Harley, and I think like her aesthetic is just supposed to be looking more like her voice actor. I think, but yeah, um, not worth it. Not worth your time. Not that that was a surprise to anybody. Um, playing Snap, always snapping still. Um, been diving down a little bit as far as not playing as much of Snap. Um, Call Obsidian is out this week. Uh, as we've talked about spotlight caches before, you can get them by spending your spotlight keys. I had three saved up because I really want to get Cull Obsidian. You have four options. You have Cull Obsidian, two other cards, or their variants, or the question mark mystery variant. Went through all my keys, did not get up Cull Obsidian. So either I got to grind to get another key, or I just say fuck it and hope that I have 6,000 tokens later on and maybe buy them, if he's worth it. But I don't think he's going to be that worth it, so... A um, little bit of feels bad, man, but, you know, that's just the name of the game. I still got my Thanos deck. I'm working with him. We're doing fine with it. Nothing more to speak on that. Um, the name of the game, baby. This is the name of the game, baby. Uh, like Christian mentioned, Tekken 8. I uh, had some matches last night. Uh, went really fun. I uh, don't have a main yet. Still kind of playing through. Tekken 8 has a lot of characters. A lot. And it's not even close to all the ones that are in that like game. Like, well over a dozen Or in, in, in the series, I mean. Yeah, there's a fuck ton. When that character 
a select screen pops up, you are overwhelmed. And if you weren't prepared for it, you are going to have a little bit of decision paralysis like I did. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, I did not realize there was a timer here. So I'm going to be playing this character because that's who I was hovering over when the timer ran out. Um, but no, he like you mentioned King. I had a lot of fun with playing with King. Big, big he's like a big wrestler guy. So he, he, he's a in. grappler, and and you like grapplers, I so do. King might be up your your area. I was playing grappler against uh, the new girl. What was her name again? Uh, his little purple uh, hair. Reina. Reina. The size difference is insane. It's I was hilarious. playing against her, and then all it's just he's like two times the size of her. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's great. King's big, big boy. I'm pretty sure uh, I took a punch and went above her head. Literally. Yeah. Did not make contact. Yeah. Uh. So. Um. Yeah. Ran, and then I know the other one you were talking about is uh, Azusena or whatever the new coffee lady. Yeah. I figured th- those between those. I was happy that you said those were the two that you played the most because those were the two that I figured you would like. I was like. She has a, a great secondary outfit too, um, but yeah. her like ender is like really cool to where she just kind of flicks you, goes DNS Cafe, and flicks you in the forehead. And then I found out that you can do that, and that kind of, kind of ends. But if you do the super at the very end, it's like Street Fighter to where you kind of get like a special little scene afterwards, yeah. to where she literally just does like a coffee commercial, like at the end of like the thing. It's it's fucking awesome. It's great. It's hilarious. Yeah, they did a great job with Tekken. It's it's very good. I will say there is one thing great. that I wanted to to add to Tekken that I forgot, which is their, during the tutorials, they added something that has never been in any other fighting game before, and I hope it becomes a standard going forward. For combos that require certain timing or holding of buttons, you can actually turn on a feature that lets you hear a click of when the buttons would be pressed okay. for certain hits to have happen. So like as the combo is playing in front of you, because you can, you can have the game show you, like, hey, what like, is this supposed click, to look click, like? Click, click. But then as it's showing you, it'll be like, click, 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 or you know, whatever it is. That would right? be awesome so, you know, to have like, the timing, yes. And so you're like, oh, that's how long the pause is before I can get this to That's why out. I couldn't get that third punch out, and it's right. not coming through. It's very cool. I, I did not know that I... I I hope that it becomes a standard going forward. It's That'd very cool. Yeah. Um, other than that, let's see what else I got. I got one more. Persona 3 Reloaded. That is my main vein right now. I'm about 40 hours in. I am around the 90th floor of Tartarus. We're now having to where, um, when the full moon happens, you are fighting a shadow demon, a shadow boss, or whatever you want to call it, outside of Tartarus. So we're going this place, that place. Uh, people are getting lost in a Tartarus. I'm getting new teammates coming in. Um, I just finished midterms, and we had a track meet, uh, the big track meet of the summer. We did our summer vacation, as you know, all personas have. We did our summer vacation. Of course, Junpei is the fucking uh, your best friend. Like in each game, he's just like the, all the other best friends in each game, to where he gets all horny and wants to see all the girls in bikinis. And we do hold that whole fucking walk every single time. Um, For real? Yeah. It, th- that is probably why like I'm glad they're going with uh, metaphor is because I'm getting kind of tired of this same trope over and over again with the high school kids. You have like the you know the the jock guy. You have the um, goofy horny dude, um, and it's just it's it's all the same with different names. I and think a little bit of different backstory. Part of it would be I think it's somebody in the, I don't remember who said this, but Maybe I, my I age now too, getting older. Is all that, but there's also I think somebody nailed it where it's a lot easier sometimes to be excited for Persona games, even though they can get a little samey um, when there's like five or six years in between them. But yeah. like, we had Persona Five, and then we had Persona Five Royal, and then we had Strikers, and then we had Dancing All Night, 
and now we're back to Persona 3 Reloaded. Or no, then we had the remasters of Persona 3, and then, 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 re- then Fest. And then we had, ta- yeah, then Tactica, and then now Persona 3 Reloaded. And so this much Persona all right That's next to lot. each other, I think ends up getting people being like, all right, I'm I'm good. I think I, I got it. I don't Thank need you. Don't do any more high school social right. links. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with it, but... Uh, this is good. I'm really glad I waited to the remaster to play it. There's so many improvements, it's like just visually, period. Uh, but then yeah. on top of that, there are I went from right here a lot of other improvements just to the gameplay itself. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite new uh, links right now is he's a German foreign exchange student who is the uh, he has the sewing club, which only two of us are a part of. But then his life and his drama is everything is going through the aunt that you know. He wanted to, to, got him to come to Japan. You know, she's having medical issues, and there's the whole drama around that. So it's, it's, it's very fun. He is very funny, very cheeky. He has the accent of the Germans, and he says this all the time. Oh, yes, Lita. We all, I'm like, oh, okay, all right, you're going really hard into this. Um, but then he also, like, inserts, like, Japanese words because he's also learning Japan since he's, like, studying abroad kind of thing. It's, it's and, really and to be fair, the Germans famously a group of people that you've always loved and said nice things about. Yes, you are correct. I'm always a, a very nice person when it comes to the German language and how it sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, uh, that's all I've been doing. We tried to play some uh, Rogue Leader, Rogue Squadron 2 today on the stream. Uh, Star Wars Sundays on twitch.tv slash testingroompod. Um, come to find out the controller that I'm working with doesn't have the best thumbstick. So when you're trying to precisely take down TIE Fighters or any type of vehicle, period, um, there's little times where I'm looking at it like, my head is the TIE Fighter, right? My aim article's right here. I go a little bit to the left, just trying to tap it as slowly as possible. Boom, over here. Boom, over here. And it does this. I was taking down ATSTs, those like little chicken walkers, and I'm just trying, I'm like, I'm coming in, I'm coming in with my snow speeder. And it's like, boop, 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 boop. I'm like, just fucking aim straight. I just need you to slowly move. And I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to slightly tap it. But it's got like a dead zone in those thumbs that thumbstick to where like I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, and as soon as it gets to the far part, that's when it activates, and it's like, oh, we're all the way over here. I'm like, that's it's not gonna work out for us. No, we can't do this. So um this week I'll be going out looking for a new GameCube controller, and then we'll see if that was the issue or not. Or if it's just me and this game is garbage, but I don't think that was the case. Because I love this game back in the day, so. Um I uh yeah, well, to be honest, I think that's a thing that typically... It's an old controller. Too. That is the one yeah. that came with the console, uh, so it's a silver one. Um, but yeah, it's... And that's... Well, we'll see how that happens, uh, how that works when I get the new one, and I'll go from there. I'm not too worried about it. I think we'll work out just fine. Um, other than that, I think that's all I've done. It's been a lot of gaming. If I had free time, I'd play Persona. If I don't have time playing Persona, it's because I'm playing Helldivers or Tekken. Pretty much word. Nice. Um, so, uh, at the end of our last episode, or not last episode, but the um, the one where we had the last side quest, bre- yeah. the last side quest where we had the breaking news at the end of it, uh, we said that we would circle back around after Xbox held its massive, earth-shattering conference. Uh, Twenty-two minute was, announcement that was supposed to be leaked out. And yeah, we'll just get, I'm going to, before we get into it, because I still think there's things to unpack here, but we're just going to get the the top part out of the way. This ended up being, and in fairness, I will say, part of it is not Microsoft's fault because they did not 
create that narrative. The leaker created that narrative. It had nothing, like, they did not say that that's, you know, what was going to happen. So, but this ended up being the most nothing conference, the conference, video announcement, whatever. It was very clearly, and this is just my opinion, and, you know, as we go through the rest of it, I'll get your guys' thoughts on it too. But, in my opinion, this, this video was very clearly supposed to be five minutes long, and it was going to be them talking about the fact that all of Blizzard games are now starting with Diablo 4, are going to start showing up on Game Pass. Um, and that was probably all they were going to say. And this leaker forced their hands into basically saying, by the way, we're still making consoles. Uh, we're only bringing four of our older exclusives to other games, or to other platforms. We're not going to say what they are. Um, and uh, every... And Game Pass, like first party Game Pass things, are still going to be. Uh, Game Pass is only going to be able to be available on Xbox platforms, whether it's the console or the, the PC. And and uh, first party titles will continue to show up there day one. Um, and that's and then they ended the video and they left. Uh, so here's the thing. There's a couple things that I want to call out in this video that I thought were, but then we'll just do general overall thoughts. So the first thing that I thought that I was not happy with was there was a part where Phil sort of mentions backwards compatibility and he sort of does it in a way that made me feel like, I don't know how you guys felt about it, but the way that it felt to me was that he basically said, well, you know, it's something that we'd like to keep doing and we'll do it for as long as we can. Um, but you know, I'm really happy that we came as far as we did and I hope to continue it for as long as possible. Which basically means to me, uh, at a certain point, I'm done caring. Like, yeah, there's, they're just about done already. Like, yeah, like they, there's no more games coming into the backwards compatibility log. They know that. Like, they have said it's done. They've gotten every single game that they could possibly get with, uh, you know, out without due to licensing issues that they can't come across or owners that don't want to play ball, all sorts of stuff, right? Which I get. There's, you know, you some of these older titles you know, have changed hands so many times and now are owned by, like, random law groups or, like, there's been times where they found that, like, random, like, people who bought something, like, just on a whim end up being the IP property holders and they didn't even know. Like, they were like, I own what? Like, they just didn't even know that it was something they bought. Um, so... They've added all the ones they're going to add, but this, it, it bums, it genuinely bums me out because, um... If they leave the space, like if they decide that they don't want to do it anymore and they don't want to bring it forward either on the next Xbox console or the one after that, um, it just gives the other people in the space free reign to also not do it, and that means that we'll but most have people don't generation. do it already. Right. Well, Sony was pressured into it, right? Like they weren't even going to do PS4 backwards compatibility until Xbox made a huge stink about it. And then they went, all right, fine, fuckers, we'll put PS4 backwards compatibility in there, but only because you fucking whined so much. But, you know, like, but, and Nintendo doesn't do it at all. Like, they, they'll have people buy the same copy of Mario Galaxy three times over and they don't give a shit. So, but that's my point is like, it, like, we already just narrowly scraped by this generation with getting our library to move forward with us. But if they get out of the space, it's just going to mean that everyone's going to go, okay, cool. Go I don't, themselves. yeah, I don't, I don't know that you're going to get it on the next console. 
really. I mean, like, right now, right now, like, they already offer two consoles without a drive, and the one without a drive is more popular than the one with a drive, right? And something I did find interesting... Yeah, but those, but that, that still doesn't... Your, your library still comes with you, right? Like, like on the Series S, like, you, the, all those backwards compatibility titles can be bought digitally, and then right, you can but, have them to be on But that's S. what I was going to say, right? So, like, the physical pieces that there... And then something that stuck out to me was that he said they have 30 million subscribers to Game Pass, which 35. is... 35. Did you say 35? I thought you said 30. I, think, I thought you said 35. Maybe. Around, okay, so that's... It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, and it does, right? So, like, it's 35% of all Xbox users, um, which is not high. No. And it's, like, 10% of the U.S., right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they need Game Pass to survive like that is where they're betting their money right so what do you do yeah we'll offer we'll do the nintendo thing we'll offer backwards compat it's gonna be part of game pass that's it maybe right and, and, and know, i think there's how they... i think that's i think in the next generation i wouldn't be surprised if that's yeah. that like that's our but new, it so yeah it, it bummed me out because it's just like you know it also makes but to be fair like you know pc has already been more uh appealing to me recently anyway, so whatever, but um, just because of how I play games now, but um, it is nice in my mind now that I still have, like, I have my PS3 next to me, I have a 360 next to me, I have, and then I'll have the PS5, and I'll have the, the I have the, you know, uh, the new Xbox consoles, and then all these other ones that I have that will make it so that I just don't have to fucking worry about this shit. Like... When someone's like, hey, we're not going to give you a way to play whatever. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I have a way to play it. I don't need you. Like, it's fine. Um, and that's just what I'm going to... That's that's where I'm at with it. Because it, it's clearly that most people... And to be fair, like, that demographic is aging out of it, right? Like, there's kids... Like, my, you know, like, little brother, when he plays... He doesn't care. Like, it doesn't it doesn't even face him. And, I, and it goes back to that same topic that we were talking about with the Ubisoft CEO where he's... They're just waiting for the demographic to swing the other way where they can finally be like, you guys have never owned anything, so why do you care about not owning this, right? Um, but it was just a bummer to see him sort of, because he was such a big champion of it when they were doing it, and so then it's a bummer to see him swing the other way and be, not swing the other way, but be wishy-washy on it now, where he's like, I mean, I lot, you know, I, it was great, but, you know, we'll see how long I can keep it up. And it's like, all right, man, whatever. There's, there's a lot the, of companies. You're the rich, one of the richest companies in the world. Like, the idea that it's, like, somehow going to break your back to be able to let people's fucking libraries follow them forward is so just asinine. For, but. for a hot minute there, a couple of weeks ago, they were the number one company in the world. They overtook Apple for a little bit, and I think they... Yeah. Who knows? They're bouncing back and forth. Yeah, I know. The, their bet on AI is paying dividends. Um, oh, but yeah. I mean, it, it, in the stock, it, it really is. Like, people, yeah. for some reason, are just... Yeah, but anyway. But I, I think... And I don't know this is a good thing. Okay, so I'll tell you two things. One, I, I, Microsoft is having the issue that many tech companies are having, and you're seeing it everywhere, which is uh, finance rules, right? Like the 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 people, the the consumer positive people experience driven leadership at almost all of these companies is gone, and Xbox branch of Microsoft has been hit the same way that Microsoft has been hit or that uh, Apple's been hit or Twitter's been hit or Facebook, I mean, Twitter, whatever. Anyway, all these companies have been hit that way, right? It's, it's now about the money and less about 
the the people experience. Um, and I almost wonder, Phil's made his money. You're what, if not in your fifties, close to fifty. Oh, there comes a point sure, yeah, where you go, where you go. If the if if I don't have the control I used to have, and if everything is money, 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 they're changing the way I feel. What am I doing here? I go enjoy my houses, my two houses, my yacht, my yeah. vacation. Like I have plenty of time to live. Like what am I doing? And you're seeing CEOs leave all over the place, or not CEOs, but um, leadership leave all over the place. Yeah. For those reasons, right? Um, so I I almost wonder if he's like says says it that way about that compat because like i did what i did and i fought the good fight but i'm losing that fight internally now maybe yeah so like Honestly, if it, yeah i mean get out before the class war starts um but uh <laughs> yeah i uh, but yeah it was it, it was that was really one of the only things that stuck out to me that i was just like man come on like let's you know let's not be shitty but yeah, whatever but yeah otherwise you know my my feelings on the whole video was just the entire time it felt like i was just sitting there i'm like this could have been an email like yeah, you, you could just yeah, put a like tweet, a tweet and, and honestly I, what if i if this was me what i would have done is i'd have been like look i'd have tweeted out and i'd have been like i i don't know where this person got their information but it's like it's unfounded we aren't we're still making consoles we got this you know blah, blah blah like i think it's wild that they you know and part of this thing they say um you know that this this next console generation that they have coming up um is going to be the biggest hardware leap they've ever done is what they said and i'm like so what is that like i he- like i hear what you're saying but just so like I don't even know what that could possibly mean because graphic card prices are already so fucking high that if you were talking about putting in something that is like let's say because they're always a little bit behind whatever PCs are at right so let's say that by the time this thing comes out it'll be like a 30 series card somewhere approximately right because um, right now I think they're close to like they're just above a twenty series card I think is where they're at in this current generation, um, I believe I'm not even not I don't even know if that's the case but it's somewhere around there, um, and so like if you jump up to that it's like okay like I, I you know what I mean like I'm just like sure like that's cool and everything but like you have other problems that you need to figure out like on what does like what what i would want you to see addresses i really don't give a shit like the power in the console is one thing but the ps5 and the series x are already powerful enough in my opinion like the games look great on them like there's no issues like i played through alan wake 2 on ps5 and it looked fantastic i didn't have any problems with it so like what i'm more concerned is you making a like how how do you make a value statement on these boxes like Give me a reason that should be like this is why I like to own one of these or figure you know that out or something like that or like do something cool do a fucking hand I don't know whatever it doesn't matter but yeah they said that they're gonna announce that stuff later in December they didn't want to talk about it and then the final thing they said you know obviously I think this is where all three of us can end on when we after we give our feelings is what the four games are they said four games which is the biggest part of this conference really is that they said four games are coming to other platforms that are gonna break the exclusivity. Uh, and they're going to go to other platforms. I think the games are Hi-Fi Rush, 
That's kind of I, I, that's the first one that came to mind. Well, there's also been leaked I, out like that because you get outfits in, in uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. And there's been ones that look like a Switch, look like a PlayStation logo, because like there's a one that looks like an Xbox yeah. logo. That's kind of been a known thing, which is great yeah. for the game. I want everybody to be able to play. Yeah. I think it's going to be Hi-Fi Rush, Sea of Thieves. Yes. Pentiment. Yes. Which means and else. what was the what was the other one I sent you, Alex? I remember I typed it as soon as I thought it. Uh, you said I I agree. I was say I agree with Sea of Thieves too because like that game is. Yeah, I mean, hell, it's so in like early it's access, and people well, are like, "Do not buy this yeah. game." The reason the reason he said is he said there was two community driven games that that need players to continue. If they don't mm-hmm. get new players, they will not be able to continue. And then the other two games were smaller story-based games that have sort of got all the attention they're going to get on Xbox platforms. They've been there for a year. And so, yeah. and, and a year. And so they said they're ready for them to move on. Those four games meet all those criteria to me. The Grounded and Sea of Thieves are very clearly community-driven games that right now are locked to Xbox platforms that if they don't get other players... Other ones, there they are effectively. Yeah. I mean, well, and that's it. He right? came out to say else. that it's not Starfield. Like that, the chief like, "Is it Starfield?" Right. He's like, "No, it is not Starfield." That, that he is said, "Or Starfield or Redfall or something like other yeah. uh, 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 Bethesda games." Sure. And he said, "No." Um, so there's the, those two, and then Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment both fit the smaller story-based games that people have. The people who are going to play them on Xbox have played them on Xbox. Yeah. And so now it's time to let other people experience both of those things. And I think, I, to me, that's what I, I that's that's where I'm that's at. Great. But in general, yeah, I, I just, I thought that the, the whole conference might as well have been an email. And there was, the only reason, it felt like five minutes of this was what the actual announcement was supposed to be. And the other, you know, like 17 minutes was damage control because there was fanboys that thought that their Xbox was going to go away and they were ready to riot in the streets. We need to call the president for a podcast. Get him here right now. That's literally what they did. She sat up there and made the keynote speeches that you were expecting her to make. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been fine. Just me. If they would have said we are, we are for going hardware in lieu of bringing game pass to almost everything out there. I said, deal. Deal. Let's do it. I neither one can get rid of the box. There's no way they're getting rid of a box. Now, they, but that does not promise that their next device is going to be an Xbox. Nope. It could sure. be a streaming device, right? It'll, be, it'll be an Xbox yeah. Cloud device. Who knows? Sure. The thing is, is that they, so I think there's going to be two things. I think that there's, there'll be two SKUs. I think there's going to be, because they did say the next box is going to be the biggest hardware leap they've ever made. So you have to do something that's like a traditional console. You don't. And then, not, not you if, do, you not do if to be the, hard, the biggest hardware jump you've ever made. Not yes. necessarily mm-hmm. if, if, if by, cause you're not saying power, right? Like think of it, think of the stupid but, vision but the games pro, are already, the, both of them are already no, streaming boxes. Think about the stupid vision pro I have beside me. That is an incredible hardware leap, but isn't as capable as some things that are out there to do the job now. So you could use a hardware leap to mean a lot of things, but that's my point is that it, like it wouldn't be a streaming box only because they already have streaming boxes that you have now. Like Xbox is both a Xbox the both Xbox Series X and S already have the ability to do the Xbox Cloud stuff if you want to do it. 
But so, it's different than like something super small, portable that plugs into many other devices yes. on the go. So, so you I know what I mean? Like it is, it is a little about different. A possible type of handheld, which I think is going to be like their cloud handheld kind of deal. Um, and they're definitely obviously letting us do it on Steam, so Steam Deck. So they're going to they're want to have that happen. But it's, it could easily have like a tiny little Roku, Apple TV looking thing. Like this is our cloud box. This is you can pay a hundred bucks to us, and you can play all of our cloud based games. They could do a Switch type thing, not like the Switch directly, but like no. a two piece thing. Sure. That one I think, that's like, take I think there's going to be two things. I, I I think there will be a handheld that will leverage a lot of that stuff, but their other offering will be a console of some sure. kind. No, that is the going first main skew is going to be like their high end PS5, Xbox Series X yes. type of deal. The next generation of Xbox gaming consoles. Yeah, and then whatever else is going to be what I assume would be the Series S. Uh, successor, which I think could be, especially given the the power of a Steam Deck, it could be their handheld, yeah. right? Like this, the the Series S is already small enough to travel with. That if as technology goes on, you can get something that's just as powerful as the Series S, if not probably a little bit more powerful. But then condense it down into a handheld, have it be your streaming device, have it do the thing. Do I think that that does well? No, not with the Steam I, because Deck. People, people would already have their handheld of choice. That being said, I think that it would be a, like, that's probably, you know, what they probably end up trying to do. Um, I I personally think that, like, I don't know how to say this and articulate well. I don't think we're going to get another Series X. I think that the next console we get is going to be more around the price and size and capabilities of the S, It'll be more powerful because obviously hardware gets more powerful, sure. but I think they're going to tar- tout the capabilities of something smaller. And I don't just mean we won't see an X from a size standpoint. I'm talking like price point and like expandable storage, like that sort of thing, like we'll less storage geared towards cloud. It costs less money to make. Maybe we can turn a profit on it. And then if you want to like modular a couple pieces out to build it up, you can. I don't think we're going to get another X. I think they're going to push the limits of what the S can do. Sure. We'll see. Yeah. They just don't make that much money. Like, that's what I mean. We all, they, they've said it before too. Like, they don't make money and especially with these acquisitions. Well, not those, but the accessories, consoles will the not games keep... getting for them and people want to have, people do want to have you the can... nicer one, the one that has ray tracing and jerk off frame rates and the, this crazy stuff. Like, it's, they, so there's yeah, people like, out there who but this, want But this has, this has, this has hardware accelerated ray tracing now, right? Yeah, but no one wants like, to play my phone has... on their phone. No, I know, but that's my point. What I'm saying is you don't need a $500 console to do it. You can make a but smaller, But look how big my cheaper. dick is sitting on that table, Alex. It's huge. People buy trucks di- who don't your, your even dick, use the trucks for the size. Like the pretty trucks it. out there. I'm like, your, your you don't dick, even hold anything in that only, fucking your truck. Dick is only one size, your dick is only one size if we only offer one size. This is America, goddammit. I want a big-ass console no that doesn't even do half the shit no. it could do. They're they're gonna come. I think they're gonna come out. In my opinion, like we're gonna mitigate costs. We have to because we're acquiring people like crazy. We're gonna mitigate costs. We make all the money off of our publishing now. You can still sell accessories, right? Yeah, but yeah, sure. you know, it's gonna $200 be two hundred dollar like Xbox Pro controller, two hundred fifty dollar Xbox device that you know it, it is what it is, and right, and that's and that's where we're pushing you. We're pushing you towards like look what you can do while you're not at home because that's where the future of their business is their business is not in front of the couch you have a hundred million users that sit in front of the couch you have 30 million people that have found like 
the Game Pass is a good idea because you can take it with you on other devices, you're not growing that hundred million. It's not going to happen, right? Like, that's that plus Sony make up the U.S. You need to grow the other way, and the only way you do that is force people into trying out those great services. That's how they survive. And I'm fine I with it, that, but like that's what that's why that's why that's why I think there's going to be two skews because you will risk losing because Sony is going to make a PS6 like whatever yeah. that looks yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sony, for sure. Sony, will, Sony sure. is Sony is doing that, yeah. and you Absolutely. you you will if you double down and say the only thing we're offering is one skew and it's it's we're leaning toward obviously like a little bit more powerful s that's going to do this that and the other you will lose a lot of those couch people like the people like the 100 million people that you can't grow right which i totally agree with you and he even says in the thing right he said like Look, our option is to either figure out how to nickel and dime our current player base or get more players. That's it. Like that's that's where we're at as a, as a company. Which I did. Ex- I, I thought that that was like really like heinous and sinister, but I did appreciate the honesty um, sure. of him of him being like, you know, hey, look, man, there's two ways we can do this. I can either get more people in here, or I can start fucking you guys harder. So what do you want? And I was like, well, I guess I'd probably rather you bring more people in here. And it was like, okay. It, I just thought it was very, like, he was very candid about the whole thing that I thought was interesting. But either way, you you will lose those people that you have already got the will of, that, that are sitting there, and they go onto their Xbox every night, they sit in front of their TV, and that's how they play their fucking games. And that's it. And to be fair, like I said, you aren't going to gain any more of those people, but you will get them to show up and buy the, that next console. Like, whatever the next big Xbox is, they will show up and buy it because they always have. Um, but you do need something that is in that other space that figures it out. Whether that's a streaming set-top box, whether it's a handheld, I don't know what they're going to do. But there, I think that there will be two SKUs. And I bet you... I bet you what determines that is you, you have two teams. You have a hardware team and your software team, your services, right? I bet you what determines which hardware we get will be how successful their services team is at selling Game Pass into other platforms. Sure. If they spend the next two years and Game Pass pops up on a Switch and Nintendo's platform... And well, he already said it's places, not happening. Yeah, now, I know whether or not that changes, so, but he so said... So the, the, verbi- the verbiage there was, um, we think game pa- the best experience is on... The best experience of Game Pass on Xbox, and only Game Pass something or other will be on Xbox, but that doesn't mean there couldn't be other said, tiers or other versions. He said, he said Game Pass will not be on any competitive platforms. So, like, Game Pass is on, on mobile... Because there's not a competition there. It's just their app, and you can get it, and you can But go, does that right? mean if somebody builds something else, then, like, you're going to pull it from that platform? Like, there's no way you no. pull it from iOS and Android if Google decides to make a console tomorrow. No, but that's because they even said when Google released the Google whatever the fuck it was called. I, I don't even remember the name anymore. Um, but they already had said, they got Phil Spencer to come out and say, he was like, we're not... Like, I, we don't care what Google does in this space because we're not, we don't see them as competitors. Yeah. Like, it's not. They didn't They didn't see Google as a competitor then, and they certainly won't see them now. Um, and the same thing would happen if, you know, like, I mean, Apple has Apple Arcade and nobody gives a fuck. Not nobody gives a fuck, but I mean, like, those companies don't care. Like, Sony and Microsoft right. can give a shit less about I, Apple Arcade. If, if Sony came out tomorrow and said, hey, we'd love to have that service on our thing, they would 100% do it. Oh, sure. But maybe you sure, call it something Sony would else. Never say that. But but again, maybe you. I don't know. Maybe it's a way to do this stuff, and you call it something else. Like, if they were successful at getting that stuff 
on other platforms. Game Pass is free profit. If you have the same amount of people, if you double the amount of users in Game Pass, they will make up for the money you lose. It lose if seventy million people quit buying an Xbox tomorrow. But but that's why I think that what you end up doing right? is you, you would get you. That's why it behooves you to do two SKUs. I think if you do something that's smaller and affordable and gets, especially, you know, I think a handheld makes a lot of sense. The problem is, is that there's going to be a point where people are like, I don't want this many handhelds. Like, right. the same way but, but, that like, I feel about everything else. But, I so like a set-top box or like a, or, or a handheld, I think, makes a lot of sense to... to but that's why to, I say, I think it depends on the team, right? Like, I think if... If their services team is successful at growing the number of Game Pass and maybe it does pop up other places, then you might see um, handheld and set-top box. If they're not as successful at growing that, then I think you could see a new version of Series S and X. I still don't think we're going to see another X, but like, I, their service, I think, is going to determine that roadmap for the SKUs yeah. that we see. I just... You, we're, we're, I don't think we'll see it on Sony or Nintendo because he did say uh, we, we are not going to competitive platforms. Now, Maybe they don't where care, else consider goes. Nintendo a competitor. I mean, because Nintendo's Nintendo, right? Like, Sony is a direct competitor, but N- Mo- Nintendo just sells their stuff to the people they have other consoles because it's the only place to play Nintendo games. I think, it, I think so. the most you would potentially be able to see on Nintendo platform is a launch to their browser website, like the sure. same way that Steam. you used to have to do on iOS. But yeah. even, or in Steam Deck. But even then, I really, I don't think so. I think that... He'll stay. Uh, they'll probably stay true to that, but they will try. They are absolutely going to try to figure out ways to get more people to uh, play Game Pass, and a lot of that has to do. I mean, like, look, they're making it now so that there's like what every Samsung TV comes with the Xbox app pre-installed. Like when you it's buy terrible, the TV, though. it's already on there so that somebody can go and just get right into Game Pass and start playing. Like if they really felt yeah. like it. it that being said, I, those are all terrible because the hardware of the things aren't there. Yeah. Right, like I'm not gonna play a game on the chip that the Tizen chip that's built into my Samsung TV. Like yeah. that's true. Well, that's what, all, well, what I would love to see. One, right? It's just the it's just the streaming, so it's just what, your internet connection. What I would love to see as a uh, Mac user, right? Primary Mac user. Like I don't own a. I can't say I don't own a PC. I own it for gaming, but like I don't use a PC day to day. And Mac is growing like crazy. I would rather see Microsoft come out and be like, "Hey, we're doing." partnership to launch this with apple, apple client on Fuck your yeah, iphone dude. yeah like that'd be great it's a great way to grow your stuff you know because like yeah. because you them as a company they don't i wish they would let go of the windows piece a little bit and i get it microsoft makes the software i totally understand that but like you don't make the hardware anymore so just put you put office on mac Give me Game Pass on Mac. I'm still paying you for the service, but that's not going to make my decision on which computer I buy. So if I'm still not going to buy Windows, at least give me the option to get your other service on here, which I would pay for. Um, that's a, yeah. That would be a great way to grow it. We'll see. So, one, did you have any more feelings about the, the, the video? And then two, what are the four games that you think are coming? I'll say this quickly and pass it to Preston. Uh, I told you I was yawning. I thought it was super boring. Um, and not because I was wrong. I mean, like, I think we were all wrong to a point. I, it's because we've well, seen, was right. that's fair. We've seen, that's fair. We've seen a billion of these tech keynotes, right? 
Christian, like we, we see these things all the time. You came out, you spent 20 minutes saying literally nothing other than like Diablo's coming and, and, uh, our future acquisitions will be available in game pass. Yeah. Like, cool. But that could have been a, that could have been a tweet or a quick press release, you know, say like, Hey, we saw the leak. It's not true guys. It's not true. This is what we're doing. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Like that's, that was my thing as I was saying, and I was like, like, yeah, it was just, you, it screamed so badly of just like, all you had to do was send a tweet out and just be like, guys, I don't know where this person got this information, but it's just not true. And as, as far as the four games, like, I agree with you. Like, the first thing that came to mind was Hi-Fi Rush, absolutely, and then um, Sea of Thieves, because of how negative the reviews are, you need to expand that. The other two I wasn't sure about, um, but I'll take your word for that, right? Like, I think those are decent guesses, but Hi-Fi Rush... And see if these absolutely. So yeah, that's me, Preston. Um, I mean, this kind of went how I thought it was going to go. They were going to announce uh, possibly taking Game Pass, and then as far as expanding some of their games out to more. But I was nowhere near. I did, never thought they would have ever put Halo on a different system. They have a premier shooter. PlayStation does not have their own exclusive premier shooter. That's something that separates them from the PlayStation. So it's that is something that I don't ever see going that way um, unless for some reason 50 years from now they stop selling hardware um, but I, people were talking about this was going to be the next Sega I'm like no they're not this is not the same company remember Microsoft Xbox not just Xbox It's they'll be just fine they're going to do another box because they're going to want to stay in competition and things like that it's just an, something that easily a business is going to do this was more of them just putting out a fire. Like I said, they brought the president out, they brought fucking Spencer out, and they brought the other gentleman out, all to go, hey, look, these people are telling us, so it has to be true. It's not going to be a whole thing to where, oh, Kutaku got uh, exclusive rights to this article, where Phil Spencer talked to him about this, and they're like, well, you know, Spencer might have said this and that, or he didn't say this and that. They had a, a podcast, if you will, on Xbox YouTube. Uh, to where a nice young lady was talking to them and ans- giving them out questions, which she was definitely fed, or was definitely vetted as far as what questions she was going to ask. I mean, like, oh yeah, I mean, like, I, mean it was, she, yeah. I think she does a lot of their stuff. No, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, she's just mm, yeah. that is her job to do that for Microsoft, and mm-hmm. it was on their YouTube, so it's not like they're going to get like left fielded on those questions. I mean, like, I think Star, her asking about Starfield was probably the most out of left field thing, which we are all thinking, but maybe she wasn't supposed to ask. But then <laughs> Phil was like, no. Fuck off. No, not Starfield. Just everyone shut up about Starfield. It's staying on Xbox and PC. It's yeah. not going elsewhere. Um, that was one I was thinking about would have been one of the four games because I felt that while it did all right, it didn't probably do as gangbuster as Bethesda hoped. Uh, Here's the thing, Compared though. to Skyrim. Because you're comparing yourself to Skyrim. It's really hard to do that. Especially the, the years the, it's been I would almost say that game's a flop. I mean, not money-wise, so, yeah. but, like, reviews. But the thing is, is that, like, I think if you were thinking about a game that's ready to, like, break... I think the problem that you run into is that Starfield, in my opinion, is not good enough to make the jump. Right? Like, if you, if you were no. trying to convince people that Xbox has, like good studios and bangers that are waiting for you if you just cross the line. Hi-Fi Rush is that game. Oh, yeah. to, you you, you oh, hear yeah. people play that and they go, oh, fuck, this is quality. Like, even the the craziest Sony pony can't be like, you know, oh, God, like, they just can't, they can't do it, right? They Everybody would say that. And then the same thing with Pentiment. Pentiment has such good writing and everything that if somebody plays that, they're going to be like, oh, damn, I didn't know that this was like that. Whereas you give, you give, uh, 
Starfield over there, and the first thing that's going to happen with Starfield is everyone's going to go, so this is what the X-Bots were fucking all talking about, you know, blah, 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 and you're just like, here we go. So let me ask you about this question, then. Um, A different Hold on, I don't know what what, was Preston, I don't think Preston was done, to be Um, fair. Sorry. All of your four were kind of what I'm thinking of. Like, Pentiment was one I heard about. I've never even played Pentiment, so like, but from what I hear, that game needs to be on other things. These are games that they own, studios they own, that while they mm-hmm. did well and they were critically well received on the Xbox, need to have that breath, need to have that availability elsewhere. Don't be wrong, Hi Fi Rush, game of the year, 2023. But it didn't reach as many people as it could have. It just is stuck on Xbox, and even people on Xbox were all like, what is this Hi Fi Rush thing kind of deal? You slap mm-hmm. that on a fucking Switch, that's going to do gangbusters. Because people like Nintendo like fans like love that type of game. Oh, yeah, dude. Like with the animation yeah. style and everything like that, that will do phenomenally well on a, on a Nintendo Switch. Um, mm-hmm. like, like I said, Halo was never going to happen. Um, what was the other ones? They said Hi-Fi they Rush. They said it would be games that have Redfall. all been out a year. Yeah. No. Or No. Uh, no. Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, Grounded, and Sea of Thieves. Yeah, and Grounded and Sea of Thieves being those like kind of live service games to where mm-hmm. They are community-based. If you don't have people playing them, they're going to fucking fall dead in the water. Sea of, Thieves, sea of Thieves has been doing really well. It still has that word of mouth. It kind of feels like that No Man's Sky thing to where everyone you know is not playing it, but there's enough people playing it to where you still hear about it here and there. They're still adding content to it every couple of months. Yeah, they like fixed it for the most part. Yeah, it's yeah. doing really fucking well. Skull and Bones came out this month, which we all didn't even think about, and I've seen a little bit of play of it, and I'm like... I think I would still rather play Skull Thieves. and Bones is the one that's getting terrible reviews. That's the one in early access where people it are like, "Do not buy this." It looks fine, game for $70. but it just doesn't look. Who gives a fuck at this point? Like it's yeah. So it's I, I see all that happening and um, Redfall. I mean that that game is already dead in the water. No one's playing that fucking game. Uh, so there's no reason for them to feel like they need to put that anywhere else because it's not going to do any better there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the four that you said, I think, were the the, ball, the hitting the ball of the park with that one. Um, Hi-Fi Rush is almost a 100% a sure thing. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this: Is is them putting their stuff on uh, these exclusives on other consoles? Is it maybe the start of something new where we'll start to see other company exclusives make it to Xbox, or do you think a lot of people will view this as a admission that they're not having the great exclusives that they've been known for? Like, is this a loss for Microsoft? Or could this lead to something different where maybe we'll see them crossing back? This is them trying to expand the idea of what might we think as as Xbox as far as, like, the production. Um, They have... Spencer has come out many, many times over and over again being like, yes, our exclusives aren't really all there. He's been very clear and very transparent about that and how he is aware that that is happening. Like, what? We get, like, one, maybe two every year... Nintendo and PlayStation are both pushing out more than that every year. Um, it's just they, they seem to be a the other guy on stage was very purchasing. hot. Yeah, the other guy was very uh, high on their upcoming exclusives this year. He yeah. only named two. He was like, "We have Hellblade coming out and we have uh, Diablo expansion," but he is like, "We have so many great exclusives." Like, man, yeah, yeah, I thought it was funny too when he I said Diablo right. expansion. Hope and you're I was right. like, bro. It's wild <laughs> that you even claimed that, considering that up until two months ago that wasn't your game. Yeah, right. but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, they, I think that the, it'll be, I, I think it'll be a start of something new that, or that's what they're hoping. That being said, I don't think that it's going to lead into, uh, I think that there's two, it's not going to be both ways. 
No, like we won't I, see no, it. No, but, yeah. okay. but I think it, it could be the start of more games coming over. And the reason that I say that is because he said, "Look, we're doing these four games. We're committed to doing these four games. After that, you know, I'm not. There's no plans, but I'm not saying no. That to me is a very like." Yes, we will bring more games later, but they will all be games that we sort of tactically decide on like we did these four. Like these four made a lot of sense yeah. from a business perspective of us to do that. And so if another game falls into the same situation of these four, then it will go when the time is right for it to go. The I think the second thing is that I think they're hoping is if these games do well on these other platforms, people will start to look for more games from Microsoft because of that. So when you start up Hi-Fi Rush, there is an Xbox logo mm -hmm. all over it. When There's we start no, up Hellbangers, like, we see the PlayStation logo come out in front of Right. Me. Like, yeah, when we play that game PC, on Steam, yeah. the PlayStation Marvel bullshit yeah. thing shows up. Every time it's, it's like kind of, it's kind of a cool it's kind of cool intro. I, will get I like it. That. It's, that's, that's not, it's, it's awful, stuff. but it's, it's that's no, it's yeah, it, it's awful. <laughs> but um, but when you launch an X, like when you launch Hi-Fi Rush, the Xbox Studios like thing will show up on no matter what platform it's on. Same thing happens when you play Minecraft on all those platforms. Mm -hmm. Xbox logo shows up all over it. So I think that what they want is more quality games that are bangers that they might not even have been aware were going to be good, right? Like, Pentiment is a good example of a game that they probably had no fucking clue oh, yeah. um, was going to do good, and then when it got all the great critical reviews that it got, they were like, oh, shit. And that's one that now it's been out for so long, and the word of mouth has traveled that when it hits Switch or when it hits PlayStation, everyone's going to go, oh, fuck, dude, I've been hearing about this. Like, this is that game that I need to check out, and then it'll, you know... But when they do that... Every single time they boot up Pentiment, that Xbox logo will be there. Same thing with everything else, right? So, so then by that logic, you can't do a Starfield. Like, you have to only do it with those games that are going to blow people Right, away. which is why I think I think that Starfield would have potentially been a candidate a year from now if it was good. But Starfield got pandered super hard, and so there's no just... No reason to put the work in the ports. Or panned, I should say. Pan got, got panned super hard. And that's... But that's my... It, Bring that over for what? Enough people to be like, oh boy, thanks for this one, Bethesda, and then they just move on, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it wouldn't lead somebody to want to jump ship, right? But if you put a bunch, if if you have a pretty stellar year one year, right? Like let's say, you know, 2025 comes around and there's like six or eight Microsoft games that just get dropped onto other platforms, right? And like a particularly lull point of the year, that's a the business strategy there is you get enough good games that all drop randomly, right? And then it gets more and people are like, one, it gets more people playing those games, but two, they're like, Oh damn, dude, if this is what's over on Xbox and then those people look around and they're like, Oh, dude, well I don't have dick to play right now on my Switch or my PlayStation, you know, whatever it is, right? And it ends up looking more attractive from that perspective. Next the generation that comes around it. that kind mm -hmm. of puts the little seed in their head of what they might And choose. maybe they think about it, you know, who knows, right? I don't know but that's whether or not that happens, I don't know. I think that people have sort of fallen into whatever they're going to fall into, and that's just kind of where they're at now. Yeah. But uh, I also don't run a bazillion dollar company, so what the fuck do I know? But I think that that's I think that's what they hope. They want people to slowly associate their brand with the really good games that come over, and they're like, dude, if this is all on Game Pass, and I don't have to pay pay for any of these games. 
as I'm playing, like, I just need to do it. I just need to switch. Like, this is pissing me off. Like, you know, that kind of... Whereas Sony's releasing The Last of Us Part Two remastered the third or yeah. some shit. Not to be confused with Last of Us Part Three remastered the complete edition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I'm sure will be out within a year or two. Yeah. You know what I would like to see what would be interesting? Um... If so, if they could come out with a, a handheld, imagine like uh, something maybe slightly bigger than an Xbox controller that actually had a lot of the hardware capabilities in it. And then if I just had a little streaming device that I could just plug into like my computer, like my Mac uh, when I'm on the road or my iPad or something, and like the initiation of my Xbox games would be in that controller. I hit the center button, it recognizes sure. it, it just boom pops right up. Now my screen is able to play. All my Xbox, uh, almost think of like a, a Steam Link type device with a little bit more hardware built into it, a little bit more capabilities, but could turn, you know, pop it off of this TV and take a little device that's like this big and an Xbox controller with me, go to a hotel, plug it in, and then boop, press the center button, and now all of a sudden I'm playing games. It or, feels you know. like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like you're describing a Steam Deck that has, a, that has an ability to throw its screen to a different device. I mean... I wouldn't hate that. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. Not, I, but I'm saying I think it's close. I think it's really close to what I'm look, saying. Man, Steam Deck has fixed a lot of hey, issues I've had in life, so look, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> hey, hey, look. I'm not fighting you on it. I'm down. If you told me that on the times that I am sitting in front of a TV or a bigger screen that I could just throw it up to there and do it, look, I ain't hating. That's, but I was just, as you were describing it, I was like, I think you're mostly talking about a Steam Deck that can throw its screen they out, just mirror. Yeah, you might be right on that. Yeah. That's fair. Okay, yeah. maybe... Yeah. Hey, Valve, get that, but not a Steam, not a Steam Link, because yeah. I still need to, like, turn my... Just something small. Something real yeah. tiny. Teen tiny. A dongle, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna go, just plug in your Steam Deck to the HDMI on the TV. That's not what I, I, know, I said. Yeah. Yeah. got to do yeah. all that. There's a cable involved. <laughs> no. So like, but you're already plugging something into the TV. You're like, shut the fuck up. Just give me what I'm asking. <laughs> it stays there. It's hidden. I don't have to use this. Little oh, okay. All right. I think we we're all kind of aligned on that. Yeah, it yeah. was uh, yeah. a bit of a nothing burger. It was a little disappointing. I mean, it, disappointing it and not disappointing. Good to know you're still in the hardware game. You could have just. It could have been a tweet. Like yeah, the, I, the, the, thing the social is, media equivalent of an clearly, email. I don't. I don't. I don't put that on them because no, it was. The, um, it wasn't their yeah. fault, but. This was the wrong way to handle it. Just just tell people and be done. That being said, I thought it was really funny um, that there was people who were like, "I don't believe any of this," and they're gonna. They're, he's just trying to satiate the fanboys, but it's coming down. Xbox is they're gonna be done, and I was like, "Dude, they thought they were gonna have I their wish, fucking moment, and they got depressed." I wish. Like, I wish that I cared about something as much as you care about the console wars. I really do. But I just want to be like, they honestly, everybody who still participates in the console war to me feels like that one Japanese soldier that was on that island that they found like, oh yeah, like seventy years later. later. Yeah, yeah. They, they thought he was he still was, in the war. Yeah, and was like, you know, thought like that's that's how I feel they are now. Like they're just like, they're just rat. Like they're just waiting for some their furious leader to give them the sign off that it's time to bomb the other side. Like, it's so crazy. That, that poor guy, that poor guy uh, came back to Japan, spent like the next five years walking around doing talks just about his experience and then uh, completed suicide. So it was just like, yeah, this isn't, I don't want to do this anymore. He, he was, he was so upset when he left the jungle 
at the way Japan had changed and even become more Western, like the people they were fighting against, he thought they had lost their culture. He's like, I don't want to be here anymore. So anyway, yeah. the more you know. So, so yeah, and, and for, for all of you console warriors that are listening, please don't follow that man's fate. Just please, yeah. Maybe it's time to put the weapons down, put the uniform up, and just mm-hmm. maybe come back to society and just you know play games or something. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thank you for hanging out with us, everybody. Um, we have done a lot so we played some D. we had this episode coming yeah. um so we have a lot dropping awesome but now we don't anyway, have to worry about your traveling we, so no we uh i got hell divers i'm ready to play that hell yeah we will uh i'm really looking forward to bringing back um game bringing book back club. Uh, book club i know uh, dude metro six exodus weeks, is just fucking waiting for us six weeks down ten to go no, we played Flower. You skipped oh, your turn, okay. brother. All right. Fine. Yeah, fam. Sorry, you did. You we got Flower. Yeah. You don't get a free well, turn. No. Wait till <laughs> later on this year when we maybe play Ghostbusters. I'll probably talk about. So I it'll hope be about the same time it. when I say we're gonna play Ghostbusters last year than it was this year. I hope Metro it Exodus worth is up it. next. <laughs> so <laughs> funny. All right, everybody. Well, thanks as once again, Preston. You know what to do. Yep, follow us twitch.tv slash testingroompod so you can watch me play some Star Wars games on Sunday. And then youtube.com slash thetestingroom. If you miss it, you can watch it there later on that week as well as all these beautiful uh, videos and our beautiful faces and all the extra fun stuff I put down at the bottom so you're not as bored. But you know what? Alex has got a very cute dog in the background. If you don't give him a fuck about video games, watch his dog. Very cute. She's been farting all day. (laughs) No, did you give her beef? Teddy farts. No, I think she just needs to go out. All right. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of The Testing Room. To catch up on past episodes or check out the newest ones when they drop, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If watching is more your thing, check out youtube.com at The Testing Room or twitch.tv slash testingroompod. To leave comments and ask questions, follow us on Instagram at testingroompod and email us at testingroompod at gmail.com. See you next time.